You're listening to the Gamecaster. Gamecaster. Gamecasters. Natalie, Jeff, and Ryan are the Gamecasters, and they do a board game show, inboxes, and nooks of games, and top five lists, and sometimes there's fart jokes. Well, hello there, gamers, and welcome to episode 75 of Your Doom. Yes, to anyone who dare listen here, you best beware, as we've all seen Squid Game, and half of us have seen Alice in Borderland, so we're just murderous <laughs> monsters now who enjoy hunting human beings for sport. In completely unrelated news, Natalie, Jeff, and I are in stages to begin sending out an email to all the gamers we know who may have a little problem with debt, <laughs> as we are doing a giveaway of around 45 billion won, dollars or so 2020. <laughs> it's super easy to enter. All you have to do is get slapped in the face over and over, gassed and ferried to a remote island where you will compete in simple children's games for that sweet, sweet cash prize. We've even got testimonials from prior winners. Jenny from Board Game Family UK says, Oh my God, please. Please make the nightmares stop. You monsters, please. Next up, we've got Marie from Burton's Boards who says, I felt like a bloody cheese toasty as my skin was literally melted away from my skeleton. And somehow the torturous Lord has seen fit to keep me alive to experience the agony over and over again. And last but not least, Gabby from the Board Game Snobs. It was neat. Everyone else is dead. Set on having more fun. <laughs> Let's change the subject. Uh, so what'd you guys think of the show Squid Game? <laughs> You've seen it now, all both of you. Yeah, Natalie, I want you to go first. Yeah, let's hear what you think. Okay, so. <laughs> That's why I wanted you to go first. When this game first started, or when this Are you in it? Are you in the game? When this game, when this, when this show, when this game about shows, when it, Let we, me we watched over. a game about shows. Let Delete me this. start over. When the show first started, I wasn't even sure I could continue watching it because it was like kind of like upsetting to me. There was a lot of things in it where it was like, it was really like getting to me. I don't know if I was just like in a sensitive mood or what. Every episode, but at least, she at was like, "I can't do this. Oh, I can't do. Oh my god, I can't yeah. do this." Play the next. It one. was just yeah. like yeah. it was yep. like heart wrenching, you know, a lot of it. But at the same time, it was so entertaining, and I was like, "I have to know what's going to happen. I have to know why they're here. I have to know what's going on." But also, I'm just like, "Oh, I'd like turn around and look at Ryan. I'd be like, oh my god, did that just happen? Holy cow!" <laughs> yeah. But so if you don't was, know, I, I didn't really, I kind yeah, of explained a little bit about it in the intro there, it, yeah. but really, uh, so what this show is, is it's a uh, South Korean, I believe, yeah. show, made show, uh, that's Netflix, I don't know if it like just came to Netflix? But I it's think like, so. It's, it's like the most watched Netflix so. show of all time. Yes. Yes. It's, everywhere. Like it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, Close I read somewhere that. a couple, a week or two ago that it was like, Catching up to Bridgerton to be the most watched, and it's not show like that's like Netflix. not just in the United States. It's everywhere, like, every, like yeah. worldwide is yeah. is catching fire. So essentially, what it is is it's uh, these people who you find out basically they're just like all really massively in debt or like to the point where they're like destitute you know they're like they could they're potentially going to to die in some way you know because they're so in debt so basically there's this organization of people that kind of uh collects them all and brings them to this uh this place and basically i don't want to say forces them uh because they went there of their own free will but they puts them all in this uh situation where they have to play through six games and if they win these six games, they're promised a humongous sum of money, like a ridiculous amount of money. That's really all they're told. All you got to do is play these games yep. and you can win a ton You'll of money. you get some money. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and there are i mean not all of them but everybody in there is desperate for money either because they're in gambling debt or they're like in a life situation and then those games take a turn (laughs) yeah a ton of money but yeah well they're kids games so what's a big deal i mean red light green light it takes a turn (laughs) it is really disturbing but so I, I had this conversation with Devin and she she was like, well, it's it is disturbing. We talked about how, like, you know, do you want to keep yeah. watching it? And she's like, well, they are going there on their own free will. So she's like, that makes it a little better. That's yeah. 100. <laughs> that's that is right. totally that makes true. Sense. That was yeah. a very good choice of the showrunners to make it that yeah, way. Because otherwise it's more like a horror. Film. It's more of. Yeah, it's more of just like like hostile. Yeah. That's how I felt like I'm like, this is like the that right. movie Hostile yeah. where the. You know, the Europeans kidnap these Americans mm-hmm. and then they're basically, yeah. they pay thousands, like like tons of money to just like torture people. Yeah. Well, it's got like, you know, the Hunger Games or if you go even further back, the Battle Royale yeah. type yeah. of feel. But the Battle Royale is even more disturbing because it's like eighth graders. Those are like, oh, ki- right. yeah, those like kids. children. Yeah. And it's basically just like, well, they know at the beginning, those kids, uh, last one to survive wins. Yeah. Right. You're killing all of your friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This well, one is basically like just and I think win like, the game. I, like, after, like halfway through, I was kind of like got a little bit desensitized. Is that a word? Yeah, yeah that's a word. You, it, you didn't say it right. <laughs> and but a yes. feeling. Yeah. I didn't say it right. <laughs> Desensitize. Desensitize. Yeah. So it wasn't like so upsetting, but it, yeah, earlier on. Yeah, back in episode one when Natalie was still just a, a sweet, innocent lady. I was just like, oh my God. And then by episode 12, she's just like stabbing yeah, it was, people. Yeah. It was very good. It was a good show. Um, I'd say it's worth watching. It was one of the more entertaining shows I've seen in a long it's, time. It was so entertaining. I wouldn't even say like it's, I always felt like it's not like, great i'm not like oh my god the acting the writing is but it's just so entertaining to me that i just wanted to know what happened very entertaining i also would say i thought it was going to be worse than it was not entered from an entertainment standpoint but i i thought it was going to be like okay this is stupid but it's also really good i didn't think that personally i was i was like no i I didn't think it was a good show i just wasn't like oh my god this is breaking bad you know like like the writing is not gonna be like the best show of all time there's been some stuff about it being lost like in translation or i've heard that too i i I watched it dubbed and the voice acting is not no the the best acting's not great so you know i know there's got to be some sort of that and i think you get the subbed version what do you mean? Subtitle? Uh, like not yeah. have it dubbed and just watch it subtitled? Yeah, you can just watch it subtitled. Because yeah. I do that with anime all the time. Yeah, you can yeah. just watch and it And that's basically what this show is. It's basically an anime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just in real life. Yeah, yeah. Because like, that's what all the stuff I watch. Yeah, that's well, what Well, that's the other thing. Of. Like, I read that article about, um, they were saying, this one person said like, like, it's a totally different show, you know, because then of the translation to yeah. English. Yeah, well, it is. Or whatever, but and then I read her examples of like what would be different, and like I disagree. Like, yeah, like a certain character who's not even like one of the main characters, like, like came off a different came way off a different way. Totally different would be an exaggeration. But yeah, I sure. wouldn't say that the show was changed because no, of that no, at all. So no. like, I still have questions. Oh yeah, like, well they left. So they I'm, left a I'm, lot I'm open. I think there's going to be a season two. I'm, I think you there have to be. be. It's got to be. It's a. It's yeah. this point. Even it's if they money. hadn't planned one, because of the it's success so of it, I yeah. feel like they're going to be like, we got to make. We got to. And make whether who knows if that maybe season two doesn't live up, but mm-hmm. I read. I, I kind of heard well, a lot I, about this. The guy who I got wrote what you're this, saying there doesn't live up. Yeah. The creator of the show, I guess, was basically like almost like he tried to sell this a whole bunch of times to a bunch of people. And there was like, I saw he like like broke. Yeah, he like sold his like computer to like pay rent or something one month because he was so he was just so. And then all of a sudden Netflix picked it up and now he's probably successful. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Unless he's playing the game, then maybe maybe not. Well, and it's really funny because now 
like not now, but it came out first. This Alice in Borderland show. Yeah, about a year also ago. Also on Netflix. It, yeah, it came out in December twenty. Yep, December twenty twenty. Which is, it's different, but also like kind of similar. Similar. Similar in the way where, where you there's people playing games and, and the games turn violent. And there's a lot of death, <laughs> but. The story is definitely different, but it's just kind of funny. And the way the that, show's presented is yeah, different, and, too. But it's like still like a... I think it takes place in Tokyo, and yep. it's still dubbed, and it, but it's just kind of funny. I do want to watch that one next. It's good. It's very good. It's a good. lot of people are saying it's it's better than Squid Game. I feel like a lot of the people that are saying that are saying that because it's kind of cool to say that, you know, because Squid Game is so popular. It's like, well, here's, yeah. here's one I think is better, because um, yeah. I liked it a lot. I don't know if I'm ready to say it's better than Squid Game. Like Squid Game feels more. They're allowed to both be really almost. good. It almost feels polished. I think more polished. Um, it's a different scope. Squid Game is a very, very small scope show, right? So if you watch Squid Game, it's basically like it follows these very tight group of people. They're in like one room, and then they're in the game. Yeah, you know. And then yeah. once in a while, they're in like another setting, but it's very small and focused into this one little spot. And um, Alice in Borderland is basically the entire city of Tokyo where they mm-hmm. are and it follows a bunch of different people and it just it feels bigger and it feels more of a show it almost feels a little more maybe corny's not the right word but it almost feels a little bit cornier than Squid Game but I really really liked it as well I don't know which one is better I really don't but I think you should watch it if you like Squid I Game you I, yeah, I, I, I think th- that if you like Squid yeah, Game you'll, you'll like, like Alice in Borderland if you didn't like Squid Game you probably won't like Alice in Borderland that said they're different <laughs> yeah they're very different mm-hmm. you know but they have a lot of simulators but I think they're they're both fantastic shows I got two shows. You've been watching other stuff? Yeah. You've been watching. I've been watching this show that hasn't finished yet because it comes out weekly because Hulu's releasing weekly stuff. It's called yeah. Only Murders in the Building. Never heard of it. Okay. Steve I'm, Martin. I'm right now. Steve oh, Martin. Like him. Martin Short. Oh. And Selena Gomez. What? Oh, weird. Let's talk about this. Okay. <laughs> so like, they live. It's it's got to be it's got to be New York. <laughs> but they live in this like very fancy apartment building and I someone dies. That. Okay. And the three of them. Gomez, is it? No. Thank God. Someone else dies. (laughs) Okay. And the three of them kind of team up to be these, like, you know, random people that are going to solve the case. They're going to try to solve the case. What? And then they start a, and then they start a podcast where they're like talking, they're going through this. (laughs) Oh my God. It's the three of them. Yeah. So if we were talking about crime, you're the Selena Gomez. Would be, of our you're group. Selena Gomez. I'm probably Martin <laughs> Short. <laughs> He's Steve Martin. Yeah, you're Steve Martin. I'm Steve Martin. Back tonight, it's so. Is that a Selena Just Gomez a song? Me. <laughs> it's, oh. it's a Steve yeah. Martin. It's from the jerk. It's one of those Steve Martin. Yeah. Um, Amy Ryan's in it too. Yeah, there's. That's oh, is that um, from The Office? Uh, yeah, from The Office. Holly from The Office, Holly. and mm-hmm. she's also Holly from The Flex. Wire. They're, so I love Steve Martin and Martin Short. They're funny. The way yeah, that they hilarious. play yeah. off of each other is Martin's really funny. Hilarious. Selena Gomez just feel it feels like such a random. That is the cast, but how funny! Like weirdest what is, thing yeah. ever. Uh, so it's. It's really good. It's kept my attention for What's the seven or it's called Only Murders in the Building. Only, only murders, m- murders. Murders. Oh, I thought you said murderers. Only, yeah, murders, only murders in the building. In the building. We're watching it. Murders. Yeah, Stop I would. I would watch. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the computer off. <laughs> yeah. And is. then I'm watching Ted Lasso, which I don't know if you're Natalie's watching, watching that or you haven't started yet. No, I'm waiting for you. Waiting for me. We were watching Ted Lasso. I, I thought I assumed it was. So oh. that's on Apple TV. Ted Lasso yeah. might be like the best comedy that's come out in a very 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 that's long what i've time. heard from a lot it is of like people, the and best really want to watch it it's like the best feel-good show that everything is just so awesome about that show jason sudeikis is in it and he's mm-hmm. absolutely he's hilarious so I he, think he's good he was a college football coach in the south south U- united states and he gets ta- he, he gets like 
uh, a job as a soccer coach in England. Oh, and okay. it's kind of completely over his head, but football. like learning the ways. But he is just yeah, football. <coughs> and he the the show is incredible. It's are so all well the written. Other actors and actresses British because I don't recognize yes, any yes, of them. Yes, they all are. Oh, okay. He well, him and his like buddy who came over, like his kind of his assistant coach yeah, came over. It's also amazing. And yeah, it's it's so good. It just you watch it and you just you laugh and then you just feel good. There's never yeah. really moments that make you go like uh, or like sometimes these these shows have like these roller coasters sort of thing and they do but man the show just makes you feel good when you watch it it's really, really it's really it. good i just got Apple and it's just TV so like funny before that i started watching the morning show by myself but is that what it was what, yeah. the one with reese without her spoon was what you were yeah, that's the morning show <laughs> oh, reese with I, yeah. that, I didn't think you would want to watch that but i want the main reason i got apple TV you gotta watch you, you should Ted watch Lasso it i think you'll like together. you like jason sudeikis he's, i do he's this awesome. is yeah. everything he's in he's funny i feel he is like now Ted Lasso. I feel like yeah. that character has now is is going funny. to be him. Really? Like yeah. That's what yeah. he'll be typecast. Yeah. Like, they'll just like, be like. Joe told us at Gen Con, you're watching it. Uh, this girl at my work told me like she's like this might my be work. my most favorite show it's, ever. Yeah. My work. Not Ryan's work. My work. Well, like in my group, in my department. <laughs> but <it's>, <laughs> <laughs> it is very very good. So I would suggest <laughs> watching those two and letting okay. me know what you think of them. And I'll watch Alice in Borderlands. Oh, I'm in. I'm yeah. very. I'm very into Selena Gomez, and any <laughs> and any show that she may or may not be a part. That of. one, whether it's good or bad. I'm if you have any other bad Selena yeah. Gomez shows, let me know. Lot, but that one is like I don't it. quite get Selena Gomez. Yeah. Oh, I just she find just, her ridiculously Selena Gomez attractive. is wonderful. I just find her like <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> she looks like she's got Beautiful. like hot. She hasn't hot. grown out attractive of like features. her like baby chubby cheeks. And she just looks That's like she's so young. Well, you could watch her so in this. So young, because she's like she's got to be like. I know, but she just looks like a. She's child. our age. I think she's a little young. Then, like, she's, maybe yeah, she's maybe closer to your age. She's my age. She's younger she? than me. No, she's got to wow. be twenty. Let's see. Still. Oh, she's there. Oh, she's twenty nine. Okay, so oh. she's that's that's, 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 my that's old age. enough. That's older than I thought. Yeah, take that. Take that, you hater. <laughs> Says oh, Selena Gomez. Saying, she listens to our show. How dare you? Selena Gomez's chief villain is Natalie. Stop it. Yeah, I think that's right there. <laughs> wow. Right there on Wikipedia. Unnecessarily hates her for wow. chubby cheeks and youthful wow, appearance. <laughs> How dare she? Wow. <laughs> what is wrong with How dare you? she have these things she can't control that <laughs> Natalie hates? <laughs> well, uh, that's fine if you don't. Voice too. You don't like her voice either? She doesn't Natalie's not. got a thing yeah. for voices. She doesn't. Or, or rather. If you might not has like a voice she doesn't like hates them. Only murders them. in the building just, she I'm just talks not a lot. Attracted to them. <laughs> so sexually? she does talk a lot in that one. <laughs> Wait, exactly. let's find out what women Natalie is sexually attracted to. <laughs> who you like? Emma this Watson. This is a new segment. Yeah, she's not in yet. Okay, Natalie is sexually attracted to Emma Watson. Okay. And you know who the other one is I think that I could I could guess is yeah. um uh Betty from um uh River, Golden Girls. Riverdale. <laughs> Betty White. <laughs> Wait, is Betty White named Betty in the Golden Girls? No. <laughs> <laughs> is she Rose? I don't know what she is. Blanche is Rose? I don't know. I don't know. Is <laughs> Blanche one of them? No, yeah. 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 I don't remember any like, of them. No. No, it's not. I know it's not no. What's on. her name? Wait. Lily Reinhardt. Can Lily I just Reinhardt pause is who Natalie would have a sexual relationship. Like an actual with. pause or just us stop talking so you can talk no, pause? I have a question. I think you had to go to the bathroom okay. or something. Yeah, let's No, no, no. Okay. She'll just get up. You gave a present to Devin and you never told us how it went. Is this a sex thing? No, no, it's from Gen Con. He got her a present, remember? Oh, yeah. Yes. Let's hear about this. So it went exactly like I thought it was going to go. <laughs> it did? Why'd you so I went to a booth at Gen Con and bought Devin some undies. Underwear. And Underwear. they were 
pantalone. They said granny panties on the front, and then on the back, it had all the Golden Girls. On Blanche, <laughs> Rose, I don't know. Betty, I didn't watch the and Golden Susan, Girls. Dorothy. 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 Who's the really Dorothy? old one in the show? Uh, mom. <laughs> Grandma. Mom. <laughs> I, 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 I know old, that old she one. wasn't as old in real life as they made her. I think she was like around the same age as the other women. Oh, she seemed so much yeah, older. Yeah, they the made her. They she was like the little one. Older. Dorothy, <laughs> Sophia, Sophia, Blanche. Which one was Betty? And Rose. So was Sophia Rose Sophia was the old one then? Sophia. <laughs> she what, the glasses. what is this yeah. show turned yeah. into? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that B. Arthur was Dorothy. Dorothy. Okay. Betty White was Rose. Yes. The hot one was Blanche. <laughs> the hot one. <laughs> Wait. Oh, man. Wait, the she slut. was. There's a slutty one. Was and Blanche the... She kind of looks like the... Is it the principal? No, is it the lady who works at the school in Greece? Doesn't she kind of look like her? Oh my god, that's Selena Gomez. <laughs> the lady who works at the school in Greece, like the stupid lady that always like licks her fingers. No, I think it was like the principal or something. <laughs> that's that doesn't look no. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh. Although I was TV real quick, I was just watching Seinfeld uh, last night because it's I on think, Netflix now. Yeah, I think yeah. Stifler's mom is in an episode of that. That wouldn't surprise me. There are so many oh, cameos really? Wait, in that show. Wait, is Stifler's mom? She's the she's the um. She got it going on. <laughs> well, that's Stacy's mom. <laughs> no, is, isn't she the same lady from the like the Best in Show movies? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, she was just in the White Lotus. Yeah, she was yeah. in the White Lotus. Yeah, I also. believe she's the masseuse in this episode of Seinfeld, and I was just like, oh my god, I think that's her. Hold on. What was Devin's? Yeah. Let's oh, hear so I handed Devin the, the yeah. undies, and so I got Jack a gelatinous cube. Yeah. And he'd throw that thing around. <laughs> That's and awesome. then Did he like it? What was his reaction? He just like squished it around. He's like, what's this? And he like, yeah. <laughs> and then Devin basically was like, she just said, oh, that's funny. <laughs> Which is exactly what I expected. Does she wear them though? No. <laughs> she doesn't? Oh, that's a bummer. I know, she should. It's fu- I, I expected either that or like, Why'd you give me these? Yeah, with like well, a, with like a laugh, like yeah. a, like a laugh. Well, it was like, kind of like she was kind of like, haha, that that's funny, like like that. <laughs> Which could also be that she thought it was actually funny, but that's yeah. just or she was that's like, oh, no. this is dumb. Yeah. This is yeah. Stupid. I was like, well, like, I could go so. here at Gen Con and I could get you like a freaking sword or like yeah. armor. Yeah, you're like, this is the best thing. That'd be you awesome. Get, or like, <laughs> you came up with a bow staff for me, Natalie. That would be like the greatest thing. Yeah, but for Devin, like Devin, here's a bow staff. Yeah, she'd be like, "You got to put that You'd in the be garage. Like, Do with this what you will put it in your nightstand." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, other than that, what was that? You just showed me your phone. I said our food's here. Taco Bell. Oh, it's here. <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll be, we'll be right back. Taco Bell. We're eating Taco Bell. We're eating Taco Bell. We're eating Taco Bell. We'll be right back. We're eating Taco Bell. We're eating Taco Bell. Still eating Taco Bell. What you gonna do right now? Gonna eat some Taco Bell. Gonna eat the Taco Bell. We're eating Taco Bell. We'll be right back after Taco Bell. Ah, wasn't that delicious? Yes. That was good. I am yeah. satisfied. Yeah, me too. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. Welcome back. And we're back. It's always good when Natalie can be satisfied by something, because I, I don't get the job done. But Taco <laughs> that Bell? not does. true Taco at Bell. all. Okay, well, this doesn't even turn into this Taco Bell type after of show we have sex. again. How come? Every time we have sex, you so have Taco Bell like, right afterwards. Instead no. of like, oh, you want a cigarette? It's like, yeah. you want a quesarito? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, because that would mean she's like, the cigarette I feel like is like, ah. I need a cigarette now. Natalie's like, that didn't do it. How I about, need a case of real cinnamon crispus. <laughs> <laughs> Give me those chips and shove one of those yeah. up there. No, okay. Oh so right before we had our um, our gourmandizing time, I wanted to talk about 
this new card game that Evan from Being Friends has gotten me into. If there's a card game, Evan from Being Friends is, is playing into it. it. <laughs> yeah. We know how in the last show, or maybe the two shows ago, we talked about, so what did we talk about Soul Forge? Was that last show? Yeah. Um, yeah, the Gen so. Con wrap up. And I was like, episode. this is actually how the whole conversation started about this new game that I'm going to talk about. Because um, we mentioned Evan in last episode's. Yeah, about, you know, hey, Soul Forge, Evan needs to get this game. He messaged me um, a few days after the show release, and he was like, he was like, I heard the shout out on on the show about Soul Forge. He's like, I am very interested in that. I can't wait till it comes out. I'll get it retail. It's going to be great. And he was like, now, I know Star Wars Destiny is your favorite game ever. He's like, I think, and it's dead, right? Star Wars Destiny is, is no longer being supported by Fantasy Flight. Hmm. They haven't released a new set in a long Wonder time. Why. It's a bummer. <laughs> it's the best game ever. What it's were they thinking? It's too good for people. It's too good. It makes all the other games look don't so you, bad. Don't you dare go against Star Wars. <laughs> so he was like, I know Star Wars Destiny is your is your favorite game of all time. He's like, I think I might have the game that could replace it for you. Wow. It's That's called bold. Flesh and Blood. Yeah. I was like, really? Gross. He's like, it's called Flesh and Blood. Before he got blood out, it was like Flesh and Blood. I went over to the game store and I bought a box. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so... It's basically a collectible card game, you know, like Magic or Star Wars Destiny. And um, I I was kind of, the one good thing about not being into Star Wars Destiny was the collectible card game aspect was gone because it's a money pit for it's one. It's a money pit, yeah. And you have so much product because of all the money you buy. It's like, where do you store it all? Star Wars Destiny was double the fact of that because it had dice. Mm-hmm. You, get a, you get this huge chunky die in every pack. So if you buy a booster box with 36 packs, you now have 36 huge chunky dice that you have to store and figure out how to uh, what to do with. So um, Flesh and Blood is just cards, luckily. But so he he was like, I think it's time. Get back into it, man. Let's do Flesh and Blood. I think you're going to like it. <laughs> um, and so I went out and I bought a booster box. And uh, it was like, I mean, they're expensive. It was like 100 and, it was like 130 bucks, I think. How many cards do you get? In a, I so don't know you shit get about collectible card games. So you get cards in a pack. Okay. And there are thir- 24 packs in a box. So whatever 15 times 24 is. It's like is. 360 cards, like I think. like 10,000 cards. It's like a million cards. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like 360 cards a box, okay? And um, it's collectible because, you know, so the, the way the packs work are, when you open a pack, you don't know what's going to be in there, right? Yeah. Um, it's not like a living card game where living card games come out and they're like, here, the, the Fire and Ice set is here. Right. Everyone that buys this gets the exact same cards. Okay. And you just build your own decks. This is, it's all random. So if I buy five packs and you buy five packs, you could get, you're going to get very different cards than me. And that's actually a format of playing the game is everybody gets six unopened packs. You all open your packs and you build like a deck. In the moment? Yeah, in the that's moment. Cool. You like build a deck with, it's like the, the sealed format. Anyway, um, so because it's a collectible card game, there are certain cards that are more rare than other cards, which means they're worth more. Like Pikachu. Cards, right? Like, exactly. Like, you get a Pikachu. <laughs> if you get a Pikachu. If you get a Pikachu in flesh and blood, it's millions of dollars. Oh, <laughs> so, so I bought this box, and I immediately, I didn't know anything about the game. Evan was just like, I think I have the game that replaced Star Wars Destiny for you, Ryan. And you already bought it. Ryan, hello? And I yeah. came back. And you I got had R.A.W. I got yeah. a box, yeah. yeah. R.A.W. was closed. I had to go to Guild of Blades. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I come back, and I'll, the first thing I do is I'll, I'm like, okay, one of the most fun things about CCGs is cracking open the packs. Opening the packs is like so much fun to find out that card you're going to get, right? And so like I ask Evan, it's like Pokemon <laughs> or Magic. Yeah, and so like the f- most fun aspect of it to me is opening the packs, right? So I, I message Evan. I know nothing about the game at this point. I just know I have the box, <laughs> and I'm about to open <laughs> these packs. And I'm like, okay, what am I looking for? Like, 
what's the card that I want to pull out of this pack? And he's like, okay, there's cards in the game called equipment. And you want the ones that are these cold, they're called, it's called cold foil. It's like a a hologram looking thing on it, right? Cool. And he's like, if you get those, they're like 150 bucks or or more. Those are expensive. And I'm like, whoa, holy crap. And then he's like, there's also this one, it's, there's only one card in the entire set. It's like, you have like a one in 960 chance or one out of 960 packs to get this card. Wow. Um, it's the fabled card. And I'm like, okay, he sent me a picture of it, but I was just like, whatever. So I start opening the packs. I'm in the third pack. I, I'm like, I think this is that card he just sent me. I'm like, no, nah, it can't <laughs> be. Like, no, like, I don't know anything not... about this. There's no way. I just pull, I just, he tells me about like this most rare card ever. And I pull it right here. I'm like, that can't be it. And so I text it to him and I'm like, Hey, this looks kind of looks like that card you just showed me. Could, is this like a different version of it? And he's like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> basically like, oh my God, you just pulled it. And so I'm like, oh, that's cool. So it's like 150 bucks in my brain. I'm like, wow, I basically just paid yeah. for the box. I'm like, how cool is that? I look on eBay, everywhere online, it's like $499. And I'm like, Man. wait a minute. It's not 150 bucks. It's 500 bucks. And I said that to Evan. And he's like, yeah, dude. He's like, there you go. Wow. <laughs> he's like, and the cool thing is that card is not really a card that you really even play with. It's just rare wow. to be rare. Yeah. And I guess the reason was... This pointless $500 card. Yeah. Right. Well, the reason was the, the, the people who made the game didn't want to create a situation where they're, you know, you you just spend money to get the best decks. Okay. You know what I mean? They wanted the, the yeah. you know... Yeah, that makes the, sense. The better cards to be easier to get a hold of. But so, I sold the card. 500 bucks. <laughs> Good. And I bought mm-hmm. more product. <laughs> more, Good. More there you go. Yeah. So, I have spent a grand total of $0. On nice. All of these, all these card games. Yeah, I'm like, I'm really ensconced in it. And I hung out. Well, we'll talk about this in a minute. But I did hang out with uh, the emeritus gamecaster himself, Jeremy Pete. Whoa, Jeremy, who was my biggest um, Star Wars Destiny like brethren. Like yeah. him and me yeah. played like yep. crazy. And so I'm like, hey, there's a new game out. And I bought him this little. It's called a Blitz deck, which he can just open and play. You gave him all the crappy cards. You <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we both have a crappy card Blitz deck that we're gonna try out first before we build decks with these cards. Cool. And he's excited about it now, and he's like, "So we're gonna like hang out like once a week and play some Flesh and Blood, either online or in person." Shout so out Gnome Bot, Gnome Bot Studios, Gnome Bot Studios, yeah. Germ Flinger, the man himself, Jeremy Pete. We'll talk about him more in a little bit. But until we get to that, <laughs> Jeff, have you been playing any games? Actually, before we get to the games, Jeff's been playing. You guys didn't realize, but a lot of times, so earlier when we ate Taco Bell, we took a break. We actually said, we're taking a break. We'll be right back. We typically do that two or three times in every episode, but you never know about it through the magic of editing. <laughs> it's super easy to just be like, let's stop. Stop talking. When you finish that sentence, it's easy. Yeah. And then when you come back, you're like, okay, where did I leave off? And I'm going to start the new sentence. And then nobody at home has to know that we stopped for a while. Mm-hmm. That usually happens every episode when we eat lunch. This time we just happened to talk about happened, you yeah. know, right in the middle of it. We were like, oh, it's funny. We'll do this. Something else just happened about three minutes ago. Uh. And we took a big break and a lot of <laughs> stuff happened in between. <laughs> and what it was, was I'm sitting here talking about flesh and blood and Jeff's looking at me with his mouth like, oh my God. And he's doing the timeout <laughs> symbol with his hand, you know, and I'm like, what the hell? So I finished my sentence and I paused the recording and he's like, okay, I didn't want to create a panic. But right behind you, inching its way ever closer to you, is maybe the biggest spider I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you're going to want to move to your left, (laughs) stand up, and then get out of here. And he's like, Natalie, you're going to want to run the fuck away. (laughs) I was very clear with my directions. way over there. He's like, I'm going to stand over here, and then we'll decide how to treat Spider-Gate 2021. (laughs) It was the... 
How big was huge. this fucking thing? You said the body was a quarter. I yeah, think. I was gonna say it was definitely bigger in total than a quarter. Yeah, yeah, the legs. The oh legs made God, it like fifty cents. It's like a walking maybe. quarter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like if you took a quarter and well, added legs on like it, can, uh, yeah. yeah, get a spider. He was like a wolf spider. It, maybe it was. I don't know what the fuck it, it was. was. Huge. It was talking to us. Yeah, it almost moved in. Yeah. So it, if you'd like to buy a house, Ryan Nally's house is up for sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The spider now lives here. <laughs> yeah. So what I do whenever there's a spider, uh, most people just crush them to death. But me, I do things a little differently. I um, them. Yeah. <laughs> I mate mm. with them. <laughs> I want a spider first race. ever spider human. <laughs> no, what I do is I trap them and then I throw them outside. <laughs> I take a plastic cup, I put it over the top of the spider. I take a uh, like a large cardboard sheet. In this case, we use these HelloFresh cardboard recipes. yeah, recipes because they're like the perfect they're like thicker paper. <laughs> and I shove the paper under the cup and I trap the spider between the cup and the paper and then Jeff opens the door and I launch the whole thing outside and then go and run away. Yeah, right. Hope it, by the time you go pick it up later, it's gone. We walk, So we, me and Jeff watched it walk out of yeah. the cup. Oh, okay. So it was outside. It like Kool-Aid man out the back end of the cup. It might like it might knock on the front door in a few minutes. But. Yeah. Excuse me, this was my house. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get back in I've been baby? living here for 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> this is the biggest fucking spider I've ever seen. That's disgusting. Like in the house. It was disgusting. You know, yeah. It was like tarantulas. And we live in the north. Like, we live in the north where they're not like Yeah, we don't get a ton of spiders. huge spiders. Like if you go down to Alabama. Yeah, this was probably some nothing. big yeah. spiders this down there. This was nothing. That's crazy. So uh, anyway. Outside of Spidergate 21, have you been playing any games, my friend? Yes. I've been back on it. I feel like yeah. the couple weeks after Gen Con, when we were kind of getting into the swing of school, I didn't play a ton. Sure. I've been getting back into it. Game night has come back on the Mondays, and uh, Devin and I have been playing a few times during the week, so that's been cool. Has school and game night come back? Yes. Board Ooh. Game Club is back. Fridays? Fridays after school. Yep. We also have incorporated in the building this, what I probably would have called like homeroom. We call it yeah. like seminar, same kind of thing, whatever. I can create, like, I can have my group meet during that seminar time throughout the week. So this past week, we actually met on Thursday and Friday Wow! during school and then Friday after school for a little bit. Do they feel like super Sweet. cool playing board games during school hours? Yeah. Yeah, because you can sign up for a whole bunch. The like, teachers are kind of encouraged to do something different. Mm-hmm. Like someone's going through and talking about like Marvel and then they're watching an episode of Loki and then there's wow. oh, someone cool. that just takes kids outside and walks around the track and exercises Holy or stretching cow. or breathing activities. Or, like spider, stuff, trapping or spider trapping class. Or spider trapping class. So you can take a whole bunch of stuff during the seminar, which is really cool. Or you could go to like study hall or get yeah. help from teachers, that, that stuff like that. So, Interesting. So I've been running board game club during some of those and they've been obsessed with, and that also gets more kids who can't stay after school because that's not, right. you know, so I'm... I'm Trying to bring more kids in yeah. that way, right. but they're like playing the crap out of Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. Are they really? They like all thanks loving to loving it. Um, stay, they played Stay Cool on Friday and thought that was like a blast. Yeah. They like didn't really keep score. They just like yeah, played, just which played. is awesome. That's the way to do. It. Um, they, I have a lot of kids during that daytime that will just play Uno. We'll just like rack Uno over and over really? and over and over again. Wow. And they love card game. They love Uno. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a lot of kids were playing Uno, and then I was like, Hey, how about you try Love Letter? And then they like yeah, Love Letter. So right. that was kind of cool. So I'm really enjoying having that during the school day it feels How long like is that time it's like 45 minutes okay which isn't bad i can um introduce a game and then if they stay after school they can keep playing whatever they were playing or they can play games like taco cat gochi's pizza over and over, over, and, over, and, over and over again, again. <laughs> so i'm bringing more lighter games to that because i have a lot of new members sure board yeah. game club because sure. we haven't been in school in two years yeah. so right i have to go back i have to like reset none of them are really wanting to play like castles of burgundy For sure. or, or games yet really really light so, stuff yeah, I'm gonna How try. How many kids you got so far? 
So I have 20, I have 20 signed up during the day. Wow. Um, and then usually there's about 10 to 12 that stay after school. That's so, awesome. That's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, it's been awesome. So a, a game game we've been playing because yeah. I'm not going to talk about Taco Cat, Goat Cheese Pizza. <laughs> Other than just go buy it because it's really fun. It is fun. Yeah, yeah it's like eight, 10 it's bucks. Funny. It's funny. It's one of those funny, happy salmon games. Exactly, which is another game they're playing too. Cool. So one of the games that I was most excited about at Gen Con was this game called Ultree. Yeah. O-L-T-R-E-E with some little... Till day things over it, you know. Yep, you remember it was on last episode's Association Station. Oh yeah, yeah, it was like Young Plant. What was it? Something like that. I don't even remember the clue. You know, I don't remember. Something like that. So that young was seed technically. So cares? It was stupid. Yeah. I didn't get it. Was it was dumb. Stupid. <laughs> I think uh, this was this was technically my first game I bought, but Joe actually bought it for me because he oh, was walking okay. around. He got there before got there us. There he was walking us. around and called me and was like, hey, were you interested in this old tree game? And I was like, yes, buy it now, because I don't know how many copies are going to be there. It was right. one of those things that could have been limited, you know, because yeah. I feel like the the availability was questionable throughout Gen Con. But I got it and got it to the table quick twice, actually. Oh, Once yeah, at, Gen Con, at Gen Con, you guys were playing... Lanversy. Lanversy. Oh, right. And... <laughs> Joe had set up and learned Old Tree and taught it to us, and we played it once. And then I picked it again the following game night. And the reason that this game caught my eye is it's got some names attached to it that we know. So it's designed oh, yeah. by Antoine Bowser. Bowser. And Antoine Bowser has a, just a plethora of yeah, games in his portfolio. He sure does. Seven Wonders. He did part of Seven Wonders. Duel Ghost with Bruno Stories. Ghost Stories. Takenoko. Hanabi. Takedo. Takedo. Draftosaurus. Hana- you said Hanabi already? Yeah. Hanabi. Hanabi. Rampage or Terror in Meeple City. Yep. Seven Wonders Duel. And he teamed up with this guy named John Grumpf. Grumpf. Who, who has done nothing. <laughs> except <laughs> this <old> game. <laughs> yeah. And the artist is Vincent Dutrent. Dutrent. Vincent Dutrent. Du French. Vincent Dutrent. Dutrent. Yeah, and he's done a whole bunch of games, which he's I He's amazing. Oh, he's, he's done amazing. Robinson Crusoe, Jaipur, uh, Atlantis Rising, preview for next uh, game I'm going to talk about, <gasps> Lewis and Clark, uh, Quest for Eldorado, Lost Cities, Elysium, Broom Service, Medici, Treasure Island, and what's amazing about all those games is they don't have... I, would, I don't think I would look at it and say that's him, right? He doesn't have like a staple. Yeah. But he's just so... like. Those are all so different, and they look amazing. Mm-hmm. So this game is maybe my favorite out of those crew of artwork. The artwork in Old Tree is beautiful. It looked very nice. It yeah, seems it like nice. it fits the theme. It just is so well done. So anyway, in Old Tree, players are knights working together to try to protect their people, land, and kingdom. No, great. That's what we all do. The middle of the board, so there's this big board that goes out there. The middle of the board is the castle. Okay, and the castle is you're you're just trying to like protect that castle and build it up. And the outside spaces, so the middle is the castle. The outside eight spaces um, are just broken up into like the land around the castle. And there's in each of these spaces there are uh, spots for event cards, or I'm not sure what they're called. Maybe they're encounter cards, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and players start with their own cool special power, which is awesome. I know we all usually love a special power, yep. and also their um, like health track. And what's very cool about your special ability is it's dependent upon where you are in your health track. So some powers that are really awesome, you need like full health or close to full health to activate. The powers that are kind of like, oh, this is cool, are more in the middle. So that's how they get you, you know, if you think of like ghost stories, you can get your power taken away certain ways. This is how they take your power away is if you dip below a certain point in the health, which I think is cool. So there are five scenarios in this book. So this is a little unlike... Um, a ghost stories 
or yeah where you can play um, it over and over and yeah over and or over. a pandemic where you're just kind of going right this there's five set scenarios they're preset each scenario has a deck of cards that really drives the story the event cards and they are um placed outside of the castle so that castle is in the middle and then the event cards or encounter cards are placed outside um, and that's what you're you're doing the entire time so everybody gets two actions on their turn a lot of it is moving right you move yep kind of again like ghost stories you got to move so you move to a place you can interact with the events uh which are card flips mm. You can fight off invaders. You can get resources. Uh, you can use those resources to improve the castle to get more dice for checks and things like that or special powers, just kind of stuff, right? So you're collecting stuff to turn that stuff into better things and then interacting with these events. And as the cards, like you're interacting with these cards, the active player gets to move to a spot and say, all right, I want to interact with this event. And on the back of the card, it might say something like, you've come across a broken wagon or a band full of barbarians, right? <laughs> That's what it says in the back. And then you flip it over and the person next to you, kind of like Dead of Winter, reads the story to you. Like it the, says, like you've, you've walked through the thing and these barbarians are looking at you and do you want to help them or do you want to just run away, right? And then the active player picks something and it might go along with like a test. So it's like roll a die and test your... Strength or sure. your hoo ha or your you know, hoo ha. Yeah. yeah. World so test your Kegels have you done? <laughs> yeah, how many hoo ha's? Two five Kegels. Oh, you are not. That is not good hoo ha. Not enough Kegels. <laughs> so you test something, right? Or sometimes it's just nothing. You can walk away and it's like, all right, you walk away and nothing happens. Or you walk away and they chase you down and whatever. It It's a very controlled uh, Tales of Arabian Nights. It's not oh, okay. as bananas. You're not going to like turn into an ape or get, get smushed by a boulder or well, anything darn. ridiculous. <laughs> but so they're very kind of controlled things. And sometimes those will give you good things or bad things, depending on what it is. You get resources. You could get um, like morale. You could get armor or strength for your castle, just stuff like that. Okay. Um, and you have to have interactions because if one of the spaces collects too many cards, uh, you start to like lose things in the castle and just bad things happen right it's it's essentially the in in ghost stories again i'm just kind of going back because that's his 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 co-op game right yeah um that's where ghosts are filling up the board or in pandemic where the disease is spreading right you don't want these event cards to fill up too much so you want to interact with these event cards you want to collect these resources and what what is interesting is the game doesn't have like it doesn't have a set progression almost of like, this is phase one and this is what you do in this phase. At the beginning of your turn, you actually roll two dice. One dice tells you how far, is it two dice? Well, it's one and then it could be two. But basically the one die tells you how far you're going to move along this track and the track keeps track of the game phase. Oh, I like that. You like track that? Track so, the, the track so for example, if I roll one, I move the, the marker to the next space and that space might be an event that goes out on one of the cards, okay? Mm-hmm. The next space, if I rolled a two, I move to that one, and that might be uh, just a card that affects everybody. Ooh. And then there's another one that is basically progressing the story. So once you get to the end, you kind of go around, you stop there, and it progresses the story and tells you what happens how, in the story. How much communication are you allowed to do? Um, it's pretty much open. All the resources you collect and everything like that goes into the castle. So you're just collecting okay. it for the castle. Uh, you can't, if you're reading an event or an encounter card to someone, you can't say, oh, you should probably you know, go left or you should probably fight them. Mm-hmm. You can't do stuff like that because you're just the reader, right? You're, the active player is supposed to make the decision, but the other players could talk about it. So if we were playing and you were, when Ryan was reading, Natalie and I could talk about, do you think I should just like fight this thing? Do you think that? But yeah. you can't like the can't wink or hint or nudge. You can't do any of that. So it's, uh, you, you basically just go through this story deck. So there's a deck of cards that is the story like as you get to the end of the track, it progresses the story, okay? And it tells you all these things. And then at the end of it, 
it will be the kind of the final mission. Okay. And the first mission, it's, it's a monster you fight. I'm assuming that it's going to be, you're going to have to be fighting something in yeah. all of these, in all these things. <clears throat> you're, you're protecting sure. the castle. So it just makes sense. So when that last thing flips up, it tells you the end of the, the game conditions. Okay. So you are kind of preparing for what is sort of unknown because that card flips up and it's like, all right, here's this big boss, man. You got to fight. Stuff to take Hopefully you have him. some yeah. stuff. Here's what his health is, depending on the game conditions. Here's what this is. Here's what you need to do to hit him. Mm-hmm. Here's how long you have. And then you either do that or you lose. And that's that's the game. And then there's other scenarios. The first scenario took an hour, maybe a little less, which was good. I think that was a good length. The other ones say they're longer, so I don't know what the longer one is. So but did I've, you play the first scenario again the second Yeah, I've played it. One hour and one minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super long. One hour and two. I've played it twice, and I've had I've had an interesting relationship with this game for the two plays. So my first play I thought was really disappointing. Yeah, you didn't really like it, I remember. When and I think part of it was I didn't know I didn't know what I was doing and why. Like why am I getting these resources? Mm-hmm. Why am I interacting with these things? Why am I protecting the the castle? And that was frustrating me. It felt like it felt like the game was just like happening around me and we were just there to watch it happen. Um or just like yeah, does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, just kind yeah, of like, yeah. So I didn't know what I didn't know, right? So then I played the second time, the same scenario. So that means I had all the information. Yeah. And for I, I guess I, I don't know how to, you can't separate that in your brain, but that play went a lot better. I understood what was important, what mattered. You know, you need to be upgrading the castle. You need to clear some of those events because bad things will happen. There are also like some missions that you have to accomplish throughout the game. You should be doing those. Well, it sounds like the so, learning curve is one play. Yeah, it's see, so if if you buy this game and play it, and the first play is like, what the f- like, why? Yeah. Maybe rack it and play it again right there because an hour, you know, usually if you're having game night with people, you might have a couple hours. Yeah, try it again right away, maybe, mm-hmm. and see like, all right, let's go with this strategy because we won the second time, which was great. So I'll be moving on to mission number two, but I'm really hoping that if I play mission number two, we get destroyed, and then then do I just have to play the mission again? Do you know, like, yeah. I, I hope the knowledge that I've gained through the second play carries me through the other games of going, this is how you play this game, this is how you win, not let the game just happen, and then I'll I'll play along. Totally. Right? Yep. So after two plays, it's hard for me to say, like, I love it, I hate it, so I'm going to throw it in the good, not great category for now. I think with more plays, different scenarios, it could be better than that because there were moments in our second play with the four of us in our game group that I had the feels of like a ghost story, which is one of my favorite co-op games because yeah, it's, it's just is so it's so fun and it just can Challenging. crush you in a minute and then you can survive and then things like things are going well and then they're not instantly. Everything is great. This game um, is easy. One turn goes by. You get five ghosts out. Yeah. Uh-oh, that roller coaster was fun. It's fun for me in that in that type of game. And I I didn't feel that as much in the first play of Old Tree as I did the second play. So, good, not great for now. But time will tell. But time will tell. I will update you. And Maybe you with are a future planning segment. on playing more. Yeah, I'm going to play it again for sure. Because I think um, Dave and Joe both really liked it. I'm still questionable on how Bill liked it, but I think the both of them liked it. Uh, they both enjoy co-ops more than I do, so they were enjoying themselves more during this game. I did really like the... the uh, the encounter cards. So when you're going to these different places and you have these encounters, I really liked it, but it was weird because I think that's one of the reasons that I didn't understand what was going on in the game, right? Like I felt like, all right, flip this over, read this event. And then the thing just happens to you 
for good or bad. It just kind of happens, which is what I said earlier that I didn't like. But that is fun in itself, right? Flipping over and making a decision is fun. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But then I'm like, you know, how do I make a decision to help my team or to get resources? How do I make those decisions? Wait, like you didn't know how this decision was going to affect the yeah. outcome of the game. But picking things was fun. Like yeah. all of a sudden wandering near barbarians or like you see a dragon in a tree and you're like, what do you do with it? Like those are fun decisions. Yeah. I like doing that. Yeah. So maybe with more um, plays or different scenarios, because all the scenarios are going to be different in the next play because you have different stacks of cards for the different scenarios. So all those would be cool. Maybe there's a, an instance where I have to look at the back of the card and then the, the, maybe I pay attention to the name of the, the event more or the encounter card more. Like, all right, if it's a broken down wagon, maybe it's how we get resources, right? Maybe there's some little hints in that kind of stuff. More plays will hopefully tell with that. Uh, this game also comes down to dice rolling. So if you're if you're just not rolling dice well, you're not going to win. Um, That's because there's che- like ghost stories, right? You got to roll well in ghost stories, or you're yeah. going to lose. Pandemic, you probably got to go roll well, or you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, you have to roll well. There are some things to unlike ghost stories, which I liked in this one a lot. Is there are ways to um, add to your total to mitigate some rolls to, to try to like fix some of the things? And the power sort of helped re-rolling and adding stuff. So I, I enjoyed that. So I also just love having player powers. That's like the coolest. I liked how they tracked your player power so you don't get it all the time. So you have to manage sort of um, boosting your health up enough to get your power. Or if maybe if your power is not worth it, you take a hit, whatever. So it is an absolutely gorgeous game. All the pieces are wooden. The resource tokens are wooden. There's like very little cardboard in the game. You have these like your player pieces are these... They're probably like two inches tall, three, two and a half inches tall wooden horses. And that's like <laughs> your character pieces, which is awesome. I still think it might be maybe Vincent Dutoin's best artwork. Really? Out of, out of those other ones, man, I'm looking at it. Yeah. I'm like, this yeah, is beautiful. Really, really cool really games. Cool. Yeah. Rising 5, too, I think, which was so oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. That guy's a good artist. So I'll update everybody. I liked it. Good, not great for now. I will. I think with the first play of the second scenario, it will solidify one way or the other. Yeah. With the next play. Okay. I'll update you. Good. Yeah, I'm interested to, to hear what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Further. That's it. Old so tree. That's old tree. Yeah, young seed. What do you got? Young, young, young whippersnapper seed. seed. So normally. What happens at Gen Con is in the weeks prior, I make a list on a spreadsheet, putting down all the booth numbers, the prices, the notes about the games that I want. I then rank them by desirability, and so when I enter the vendor hall and make it moan with delight, I have a plan. I don't just pound away. There's a rhythm, a cadence. Each gaming thrust planned in advance (laughs) to give the vendor hall and myself the most pleasurable experience possible. And when I'm finally done, it's oozed out so many games from its opening, it needs a cigarette afterwards, or in Natalie's case, a... Quesarito. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean there isn't some improvisation in there. If uh, you just did the same old thing every time, it would get boring, and eventually you'd lose the magic. Uh, being improvisations, you're not necessarily sure how it's going to go. Arch Ravels, which I'm not going to talk about, was one such improv that failed and failed miserably. Oops. That game is terrible. Oh my God. Gorinto, however, was an improvisation that really hit that G-spot. For Ooh. game. Gorinto. Gorinto. The Gorinto yeah, spot. The, the, the game Gorinto spot. Oh, yeah, you got my Gorinto spot. <laughs> yeah. I went over to hang out with someone <laughs> most of you likely thought was dead by my own oh hands. My yes, God. I hung out with the rotting corpse of Jeremy Germflinger Pete. Oh, the original games. <laughs> <laughs> the original Gamecasters co It's like Weekend at Bernie's. You were just like, <laughs> yeah. is your turn, was, Jeremy? The man who, when asked to start up a gaming podcast with me, said, 
I don't know. I got to get home. <laughs> and the rest was history. <laughs> well, now that the panic of the pandemic is still in full force, I decided it was time to venture forth and hang out with the man once again. So I went over to his place and we played a couple games. We got Land vs. Sea to the table, a game that if you know Jeremy, you know would be right up his alley as he loves tile yeah. lane games. And if it's anything like Carcassonne, all the better. We played it and he seemed to like it. Now, Jeremy's outward okay. emotional range is about as wide as Natalie's. Let me start again. Oh, it's what? about as deep as Natalie. Let me give this one it. more go. It's very difficult to tell what Jeremy's feeling as I hate this and I love this basically exist as the same expression. <laughs> it takes a man with a PhD in Jeremy, which I possess, to differentiate his complex feelings. He basically didn't care for Landversity, I don't think. I doubt he would ever ask to play it again. Though, if you didn't know the man like, like I do, you might think he really liked it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I thought he liked he I he think liked he, it. he did say he liked it. But he hated it. But I think that he probably didn't like it. But he hated it. Okay. <laughs> I think he was, I think, here's what I think Jeremy I would do. Why. I think, well, here's, because I think it didn't measure up to Carcassonne. Oh. Uh, and he's not like a, um, he's not the type of guy who can only have one type of game, but he's also the kind of guy who owns maybe five. Right. Right. He's been so pairing his be color. Like... He had 12 at one point and was like, this is too many. I got I to gotta <laughs> cut it down. So, you know, if it doesn't dethrone a game in his current collection, he's probably not going to keep it. You know, mm-hmm. so I, t- I kind of, was like this game is going to give you those Carcassonne feelings, and it plays with just two of so us. Starts really selling fast. Carcassonne, yeah. And so I think that he disagreed with that, which is fine. Um, but so then we played Garinto, and I don't know that I've seen him this excited since the time we played Attraction with Richard Lania. So I told you guys about that story. No, <laughs> maybe once cool. or twice. Yeah. <laughs> I have. He let out a telltale. This game has a solo option, which was all I needed to hear to know the man was about to pull and put this game in his top five of all time. Oh my God. <laughs> so let me tell you a bit how it plays before I get to my thoughts. Garinto is just a light strategy game. Uh, so things I liked about it. It's a light strategy game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's just a light strategy. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Garinto is an abstract strategy game with some sort of Japanese theme about balance and harmony by being in tune with the elements or some such nonsense. The way that translates into a game is that you have a five by five gridded board, as is tradition, and on the board there are tiles stacked on top of each other in that five by five grid. On the top of the board, outside of that five by five grid, is another row with five tiles on it. One on each space. And on the left side of the board, outside of that 5x5 five five grid, uh, there's a column. And that column also has a tile on each spot, five tiles. On your turn, what you're doing is you're selecting one of the tiles on either the outside row or the outside column and moving it in a straight line to any of the five stacks of tiles in its row or column. You then place the tile on top of the stack and take tiles based on the color of the tile you just moved. That's confusing. Uh, There are five different colors of tiles. Each is a different element, but I'm just going to use the colors because who cares about the theme? Orange, blue, white, purple, and brown. Those are the different colors of tiles. It's like wind and fire and who cares? Yeah. Um, Each color tile has a different pattern attached to it. That pattern is what you look to when you're taking tiles from the grid. Okay? The point of the game is to take tiles because there are round and end game scoring cards that depend on how many tiles you take. One card might say, at the end of each round, score points for your stacks of tiles that are an even number. Another might say, score points for your stacks of tiles that you have the majority in. Then there are endgame cards that will double the score points of any certain color. So the entire game is you just taking tiles from that 5x5 grid in such a way as to best satisfy those scoring cards. The way you take tiles is, again, determined by which color tile you decide to move on your turn. Remember from those row or column that's outside of the 5x5 grid. And how many tiles on your board you already have of that color. For instance, let's say I move a blue tile from the left column. I move it in a straight line from where it is to any of the five tiles in that line. I place the tile on top. Then 
I look to see how many blue tiles I currently have on my own player board. That tells me how many tiles from the grid I'm allowed to take. You get one more tile than the number you have on your player board. So if I have zero blue tiles currently, and I choose a blue tile to move, I will get one tile from the grid. The tiles you take from the grid depend on the color you're moving and what that pattern associated with that color says. So if I take that blue, I get to take as many tiles up to the amount I already have on my board in the same row as the blue tile I just placed. You can take any color you want to, and then they go on your player board. If I take and move a white tile, wherever I place it, I get to take tiles orthogonally adjacent to that white tile. Again, the number of tiles I take is determined by how many white tiles I currently have on my board. You go back and forth until there are less tiles to move than players, and then the round ends. You score the round based on the scoring cards, and then you refill the outside of the board with new tiles, and then start another round. At the end of the fourth one, you also score the end game goal cards, and the most points is the winner. Things I liked. I really liked this game. Uh, if Dave was here, he wow. might say that is a Ryan James-ass game. Okay. It was a lot of fun to figure out which tile to take and move and which other tiles to then take. You're constantly monitoring the scorecards and seeing how best you can achieve them. You're also constantly monitoring your opponent because a lot of the scoring cards are the who has the most or who has the tallest for, for points. And so you need to pay close attention and hope that you can situate yourself for the best score. The game felt very zen to me, which I really enjoy in an abstract strategy game. It gave me kind of like Onitama vibes, and I don't know if that's just because of the theme, because they're both kind of like Japanese-y themes, or the fact that the game felt very clever in such a simple way, which is what I love about Onitama. It's got that why-didn't-I-think-of-that feel, which I really love in games. The last mark in its favor for me is how quickly it plays. The game almost takes longer to set up than it does to play, <laughs> but I really like that about it. It gave the game a real sense of urgency and tightness because of it, and it's also beautiful. If you've seen the box, the box is, the box is yeah. awesome looking. Yeah, you said cool. this, two players, or it can play to four? It, one to four. Okay. One to four. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the box is gorgeous, and the components are really nice, and the art is great, and it's a, just a great production. So things I didn't like. I think the game would be much different with four players than with two. With two players, it was much easier to plan for the tiles you want as the board state doesn't change that much between turns. But in a four player game, it would almost be impossible to plan ahead at all as the game would the game state would change so much in the three turns that aren't yours with people taking upwards of four tiles off the board every turn. By the time it, get back, it gets back to you, you're just gonna have to be like, okay, what's happened? What's there? Now what can I do? You know, you can't really plan in that way. So in that way, it's it's going to be very, very tactical. And that's okay. But that's something to be wary of. Uh, my biggest gripe with the game, though, is the tiles. The tiles are really cool looking. They're these plastic square tiles that are made to fit perfectly on top of each other. And that is what presents the issues. First of all, I see why they designed it that way. Because if they were just cardboard tiles like Carcassonne stacked on top of each other, it'd be very easy to accidentally hit them and then they all fly everywhere. And in a five by five grid when you got tons of tiles stacked on top of each other, if you hit something and it, you just could just ruin the whole yeah. game state. Mm -hmm. So they have them stacked on top of each other like that and they kind of click, they don't click together, yeah, but they kind of like, it's like a groove, right? Yeah, they fit into each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, so in theory, that's a great idea. In practice, it's really annoying. And the reason is because you pull these tiles from a bag to seed the board and reseed the outside of the edges each round. But when the tiles are in the bag, they just want to stick together. And so you're constantly trying to remove them without looking at them inside the bag with one hand. And it's just really, really slows things down. And also when you're trying to take a tile from the stacks, they don't pull apart super easily. So you're putting a tile there and they're going to take four tiles. You got to kind of like grab the stack with one hand up. and like 
pull the tile off. It's really frustrating. Use some, uh, and so you're use just, some Pam. You're constantly battling with this. Yeah, soak them non-stick. in oil or yeah, something non-stick beforehand. Spray. Um, it's crazy. Uh, so yeah, you're just like, I want this one, but this one, come off, damn it! And it's just, it's just, it's again, it's really annoying. I really wish they simply came apart easier. That's really it. And that may sound like a nitpick, but you'll understand if you play this game just how annoying that can be, as you are constantly manipulating the tiles, and it just like mildly annoys you all game. It's not like, it's not like a big deal, mm-hmm. right? But it's enough that. It's definitely worth mentioning. Overall, though, I really enjoyed this one. I think it's a great addition to the abstract strategy space and plays quickly enough that has a real chance of coming out more, especially if I continue hanging out with Jeremy as he clearly loved it. I would say, so Natalie, what did you think about Gorinto? But Natalie did not play Gorinto. Only Jeremy. I wasn't invited. And me, oh, what? And now our guest host. Oh, he's not here. Yeah. Sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> that would be cool to we should have him back on. I had to watch the kiddos. Yeah, she had to. Well, she was forced. Well, somebody so, had to. So, someone was over at Jeremy's <laughs> listen, house. Listen, why are we recording at four o'clock today, Miss? I, I had to go golfing this she morning. She did say, she's like, it's the last weekend I could possibly go golfing oh. for the rest of my life. So I need to go golfing today. For the year. I will never throw that in your face until you do the same I to me which is happening right now i was just kidding funny i just uh, i <laughs> ha, don't oh, have any games cute. to talk Real about funny. except maybe i do how do you feel about that oh my god except right. maybe i do anyway that is gorinto i believe that's grand gamers guild that yes. puts yes, this game is. out um i like that company very good yeah they got a lot of good stuff going on and gorinto is a great addition i really liked it I think it's fantastic. It's going to stick around in the collection. Um, I'm very interested to see how it will play with four because I it's going to change completely. They've done you know the Artemis project. I think was again. I don't I don't know all their games. That might be the biggest hit they've had in the last few years. And now they have another something. It's like the it's like an Artemis project spinoff, but it's it's a standalone game that is Kickstarter or on Kickstarter or something. But Mm -hmm. um, they're. Their company maybe to look out for a smaller ish company, but um, they got Endeavor, Angel, Sa- Angel oh, yeah, Sale. That's, a, that's a that's a huge one. Yep. Oh, Endangered, Artemis Project. These are some good games. Yeah, Gorintal. Um, those are the only ones I think I've I've heard. They of. made that little. Um, they made that little oh, the escape room game incident. that I yeah. yeah. Oh, the holiday hijinks that's thing, weird. right? A game called Lost Vegas. Oh, it's pretty clever. Like the Lost Vegas. Wait, <laughs> they did the hijinks one? Yeah, the holiday mm-hmm. hijinks. The holiday hijinks. We didn't oh, play that. Jeff talked that. about it, though. Yeah, I played it. That's right. I remember it's them like that. that small the, card I remember escape game. At Gen Con. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is Gorinto. You got anything else, man? Yeah, I do. Do you want to talk about something, Allie? Or no? Well, since I didn't play any new games <laughs> in the last two weeks somehow, I will talk about the one game I did play, which we've already talked about. But Bruce briefly... Um, Ryan and I played a virtual game of Too Many Bones with Hell yeah, we did. Kelly and Justin, Geek Chic Gamer and the Bearded Gamer. Yes, cool. fantastic people. Uh, turns out if you want to play a virtual game, they that is a very good that's a very good game to play. It was very easy to play. Yeah, the that. only problem is you both have to have a copy of it. <laughs> well yeah. <laughs> yeah because of for a game like Too Many Bones, I mean I mean, it's like, you know, the barrier for entry for that game is yeah. redonkulous. But luckily, we both did. And so, hey, let's get it going. Right. They've been really into that game. Ryan loves that game. I like that game a lot, too. So <laughs> Ryan loves it. I like it. Yeah. It's fine. I had to well, play it. Well, no, I do like it. that game. I really do. The game we played virtually, I felt like I ran into a little bit of bad luck where, like, I just didn't get some turns. <laughs> what do you some mean? Some rounds. Well, like. You just, she died. Oh. I've only what ever. What character were you? 
Do you remember its um, name? Nugget. Uh, yep. Nugget. I was Good Nugget. Okay. Um, well, either I died or like I'd go, I I'd go last, and then like you guys, we would beat, kill them all. You'd kill oh, them, okay. and then I'm like, I didn't get to do anything. Yeah, whatever. stuff like that. So like, but I mean, in general, like I mean, we've talked about it before. Isn't that a chip theory? It is chip theory. The games components are freaking amazing. Yeah, that is their beautiful. swan song to the. I mean, but it's just like it's, it's ranked forty, number forty. That's it is good. such a cool Huge. game. Like all the characters are different, all their powers are different. You get to pick which like upgrades you make. You know, and and deciding on that and how that'll contribute to you know the group. It's just it's probably the most asymmetric game. It's there a very is. cool game. The and characters then, are so different from each other. Yeah, and playing with Kelly and Justin was really fun. Um, they're really cool people. It was a really fun night. I think we're gonna do it some more. Then Ryan yeah, and I are. played it again. Yep. Just the two of us. Uh, did you like leave it set up and you were just like playing? Yeah, us, right. I played. Um, don't tell me. I want to, though. Uh-uh. Uh, dead air. Dead air. Who is it? What's her name? Duster. Duster. <laughs> I kept thinking Gilly, but that was you, I That think. was me. Yeah, Duster. I like Duster a lot. That's cool. Well, I was... Yeah, go ahead. Continue. No, it's okay. Go ahead. No, that was it. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. You you go. No, you go. No, you. No, you. No, you. No, you. Go. No, you. you. I'll go. <laughs> I played another game. Jeez, what? Let's go with some co-op go. games. What the fuck, man? <laughs> let's, let's talk about more co-op games. Yeah, I like co-op yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. This game. Too Many Bones was a co-op game. Yeah. We're, yeah. Gonna, we're on the co-op train, minus Garinto. Unless you're playing by yourself, then you're on your team with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is what Jeremy wants it for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this game, co-op game, is called Atlantis Rising. Oh, man, have I been after this game for a while. And Atlantis Rising, like Ryan, it's been on my radar for a while. Because the, the second edition came out. 2019, 2020, mm. something like that. And this is an updated art set, updated rules. I haven't played the first edition, so don't ask what the difference is, but I'm assuming there's a difference. There, The designer is named Galen Sissel. 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 Do you know what he's designed? Never. Nothing. <laughs> this one. This he one, also yeah, designed Atlantis Rising first edition. Ooh, okay. Oh, wow. so he's two got games two under games under his belt. <laughs> and probably a whole bunch of games just sitting on a shelf that he has half designed. Yeah. Like yeah. like probably a lot of these designers. Yeah. But I think he he's got a winner here, so this is good on him. Because this the second edition is is a winner. So the cooperative worker placement game, which is also unique and cool because it adds a worker placement element. So you get a little bit of Euro feel yeah. in a co-op game, which sometimes doesn't exist. A lot of co-op games are move and fight and yeah. do that kind of stuff. So you get a little bit of worker placement where you are, of course, trying to save the people of Atlantis. That damn island just keeps keep sinking? flooding. Stop sinking. And sink. yeah, is it flooding? Is it is it sink? The island the sinking island or the sink, water? I think the legend is it sinks to the, yeah, bottom, the bottom of the ocean. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's sinking. And you have to create this cosmic gate to lead the people to safety. So you're not stopping it from sinking. You are just... Evacuating. Yeah, you're evacuating. You're creating (laughs) the... um, Oh, I don't want to spoil TV shows. Never mind. You're creating a cosmic gate that you run through, and you are then... these all Everybody in Atlantis is gone and saved, which is a cool theme. You could also get that theme in a game called Survive, where you're just escaping the island. Yes. But there's less sharks and people, like, eating meeples (laughs) in this game. game. (laughs) So the board is amazingly attractive and awesome and probably what if you've never heard of this game you might have actually seen the board before uh it's it's the picture that everybody takes with probably the box on instagram or something like that it's this massive island with essentially like six arms sticking out of it 
Uh, think of like a six-armed starfish, kind of. You have the middle, yeah. and then yep. you have these arms that are sticking out. So players get their own player board and special power, which is awesome. Um, you get a couple workers, and you also get a big worker, which has a name. I don't remember what it's called, like the big, the boss. Okay, the boss man? The boss the man. boss meeple. Speaking of, Jack has wanted to watch Boss. I've seen Boss, boss Baby, Baby like a thousand times. Oh, yeah, yeah, my kids watch that too. Man, he just, yeah. everybody's like, what's what's Boss Baby? Well, okay, there's, we'll you should watch the sequel. I will, but it's $20, so I'm not going to do that. Because right now he's, yeah. yeah. So, what was I talking about Boss Baby? So you get a couple workers, <laughs> and then you get this big worker. That, that We're calling basically, him Boss Baby. Yeah, Boss Baby. You get the Boss Baby. And the, the Boss Baby meeple, that is probably attached to your power. So like my power was... Um, I can unflood something and use the power that, um, or use the the worker space that round, um, but I can only do it with my my boss baby worker, not the little ones. Gotcha. So a lot of the the powers are tied to that that big boss baby. Okay. So play begins in a round with everyone placing workers on the various spots of the board. So each arm of the board has six or seven pieces. Um, that kind of connect like a puzzle. Okay. And you are placing on one of those spots on the six arms. So six arms times six or so spots, there's 36 spots. Mm -hmm. And each of those spots, each of the arms has like a, kind of like a category, right? Or um, it's like this arm will get you resources. This arm will get you a different resource. This arm will get you cards. This arm will get you these. So you're basically trying to all at the same time putting out your workers. So Ryan says, I think we, we definitely need people to go here. We definitely need people to go there. So there's no like turns. We're all just working simultaneously oh. to put out workers. And that's interesting. Yeah. So I like that. That's kind of cool. You just kind of go. So you, this is this is where the teamwork happens mm-hmm. versus there's also if there's debate and whatnot, you go with the first player and the first, you know, I feel like when I play co-op games, we all kind of agree or, or figure out the best path. But there's always kind of that caveat of if you can't agree the first player gets to decide yeah. that kind of thing but it, that usually doesn't come up a that's, lot of times. that seems is that potentially prone to alpha gamer probably uh but there's you know with powers there's a lot to think about and you can all ultimately just <coughs> kind of <clears throat> do what you want mm. um i in our game group we have a pretty good a lot of people we've all played games before so we all talk but it could be a problem where if you're playing this game with a bunch of people who are new to games you would yeah, obviously gonna, better at it, right? Right. So, so you'd have to probably take a back seat, right? <clears throat> so once... Interesting. Yeah, so these spaces, like I said, it lets you get get some resources, exchange them, add some cards, and then one of the spaces is to add workers to your pool so you can get more workers throughout the game. And that is, of course, Bill's favorite action. So he'll just go there Getting and try to get... Yeah. And that's always good because you're working together to get mm-hmm. the workers. You want... Everybody is kind of using the, the benefit of the workers. So... Once workers have been placed, each player then draws a misfortune card, which is as bad as it sounds. <laughs> and that usually leads to like flooding of the sections of the island. So each island has some art form on it that's like a desert, the forest, the mountains, the whatever. So when you flip over the mountain card, you have to then flood the the mountain the closest section. yeah, the end the end spot of that arm, you flood it. <laughs> if you happen to have meeples on that spot, you lose them and they don't get to take the the action yet because you just place them out there Shit. and then you flip them over. And that's not less meeples you have for and the rest of the game? No, they just drown for that time. And they, come <laughs> back um, they swim back to your player board. Okay. Uh, you have like a raft maybe. We'll think of it like that. Okay. But the, the spots that are closer to being flooded, so the end of the arms, those are better spots. They get you more resources. They're easy to roll dice to get resources. They have a higher exchange rate. They get you more cards. But it's kind of risky taking those spots because the misfortune card could drown them for the turn okay and 
there are some like cards, but basically the best card that you can flip over is, is nothing, right? Is calm seas is the nothing card. There, there is never something like get a bunch of bonus free stuff. It's never that. Yeah. Respite. 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 Just break. That's kind of what it is. And then there are also cards that like say, you know, if there's a spot with two workers on it, you have to remove one or something. There's just bad kind of stuff that happens in this misfortune deck. So once the misfortune cards are drawn with everybody, then everybody takes their actions in whatever order you want. So even though you're working on teams, you are collecting your own set of resources. So unlike old tree where you're kind of just putting them in the middle, you have to collect your own. Okay. One of the spots that you can choose is this cool spot on this separate circular board. And the circular board is where you are going to spend resources to build these gate components. And the gate components are what's going to lead to the making of that cosmic gate. Isn't cool? Wasn't cool spot the seven up character? Oh, like that red dot? Right. Wasn't he Cool Spot? I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. There was a game on the Genesis called Cool Spot, I think. Man, 7-Up like was some game. marketing. Yeah. Right? It had a video a game. A dot. Might have been on the Super Nintendo, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was they called Cool Spot. I need you to create <laughs> this video <laughs> game. Yeah. <laughs> All it is. Yeah, they made this like, giant red zit a game. <laughs> just give him arms and legs yeah. and take and him just through let a him run around. It's kind of like his uh, creative is Mr. Hand. <laughs> All right, I will tell you this, though. Mr. Hand was created to be stupid. <laughs> There's a character that I have. I just my hand, and Scarlet named him Mr. Hand. Okay. Maybe I called him Mr. Hand, and she talks to him occasionally. But one, I just, one it's just hand, me. I'm just like, hello. But one of hey, his Scarlet. hands is Mr. Hand, and the other hand is just Mr., and Mr. is really grumpy. And wow. she, like, Do you know which one is which? Yeah, my right hand is Mr. My left hand is Mr. Yeah. Hand. Scarlet named Mr. <laughs> she would even talk to Ryan on the phone and be like, is Mr. there? Can I talk to Mr. Hand? Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> Mr. Hand was created as like the tickle monster. So he was a bad guy. But Scarlet yeah. turned him she, she sympathized with yeah, she sympathized yeah. with Mr. Yeah. Hand and now he's like now he he's is like, like Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Hand is like the hero of the story. Mr. is now the evil the villain. But still, Scarlet will still like hug and kiss him goodnight. Man. <laughs> but all he does is like Scarlet has turned this evil character into a good she guy. Is, she sees the good in She's all like, things. Even anthropomorphic <laughs> hand characters. Yeah. So continue. Sorry, like I heard you say cool spot and I was like, cool I, gotta, I, I can't not talk yeah. about it now. What was I saying was the cool spot? The gate? You were like, there's a cool spot to go to. Yeah, the cool spot. So that's where you because after you've collected these three or four different kind of resources you spend them to build the components of the gate so there's nine gate components that you pick at the beginning of the game it tells you gate components gate yep. g-a-t-e right. components um <laughs> that you so when you build one it tells you what it costs two gold a silver, whatever right yeah. it tells you what it costs and then you add it to the sweet circular board it has a nice inlay you like put it in there that's so cool and that, that board is sweet yeah and that gate component will give you possibly an extra spot to put your workers. It gives you a bonus in the moment. It could say unflood an island or it could say discard some misfortune cards or something like that. Mm. So there's a good, there's like planning of timing of when you want that. Like you don't want to get the the unflip an island tile right away, but that's probably the cheapest one. You might want to wait for that to be later. Um, adding the worker spaces throughout the game is very cool because now you can only you can place on the island or you can place on these gates if you're components. unflipping a tile can you only unflip the most yes yeah the okay. one that would logically right. be like in that in that <coughs> right so once you have all nine components built in this circle then everybody takes their big boss baby meeple and as an action you have to go to the middle part which is the cool action spot and then you're building the power core which has like this crazy cost and everybody has to contribute to it so that's why you're collecting your own is everybody has to at least tr chip in one of their resources to build this gate component once you build a gate component you win if all the island floods you lose is that the only way to lose um pretty much yeah there's some like but i've it, heard it's really hard it i can see that it gets very hard so we we play the level 1 like okay. intro level and i actually added an extra 
an extra bad card. Um, so it's actually like level 1.1. 1. 1. 1.1? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> and it was, we would have lost, I think, on the following turn or the turn after on like level 1. Wow. But that was our first play. So learning about well, what to do cool. and that Winning, kind of Winning yeah. like by the skin of your teeth is fun. Yeah. Yeah. And we yeah, also needed, we needed a, one misfortune card could have ruined us. Yeah. There were, I, we, we saw that one, we like flipped up and we ended up sh- having to shuffle it back into the deck, which would have been like, no workers can go to the cool spot. Which that's when we were going to win. So if that all of a sudden that flipped up as a misfortune card, right. we then have to wait one more turn, a then whole bunch of misfortune cards. Time. The land always floods at the end of the at the end of the round. It always floods, so you're always going to lose something at the end of the round. Really, um, kind of like uh, in Forbidden Island. Yeah, you know the flood meter. Yeah, it's kind of like that. We're all like in the first round, it's nothing. In the second yep. round, it's one, After two, three, while, and then it's, it's like, just oh, gonna. Shit. You get to pick which one's we're flood. Yeah. So we would have had to survive something else or try to fix things. There's also these very cool. They're I don't know what the heck they're called. There is a blocker, so you can spend these cool gems on to like try to block some of the islands from getting flooded. So there's a lot of kind of teamwork and talking about that kind of stuff. I like this one. I usually, again, don't lean cooperative. I liked my first play of this one better than my first play of Old Tree. Yeah. And I think Atlantis Rising is a keeper. Sweet. It reminds me of the Forbidden Games yeah. a lot. And I think this will replace that. In my mind, I don't. Well, it's think, heavier, right? I mean, for yeah. Island is pretty damn light. Yeah, it's it's definitely heavier than those. So it takes a little bit more of a gamer mind and some planning, and it's maybe because it's harder, less prone to the alpha gamer, the good the the gamer quarterbacking. And <laughs> I, so I think when I'm in, when I'm in the mood for a game like the Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert, Forbidden Sky, I'll take Atlantis Rising over them over all three of those any day, and. The powers, the actions are cool. I love that whole, the the gate building, right? I love adding those special tiles to the board at the right time to get you the most things, to add more actions to the board. Uh, it just, it feels like it should, I don't know if it was in the first edition at all. I don't know what was in there, but that's that makes the game for me. If that wasn't there, it would feel like Forbidden Island, and I would be like, I don't really want this. Yeah. Uh, it's there are some dice rolling things, but there's a lot of ways to mitigate dice rolling. You can pay these gems to increase your number. So when you want resources on one of the arms, if you go to the gold spot and you go to the spot, it says you can take a gold, you take a die, and if you roll a three, you get the gold. Three or higher, you get you get the gold. Cool. And as you move up that thing, the top one is like six. Wow. So you have to roll a six in order to get the gold. But Pick if you have some of these it. things, you can yeah. If you have some of these gems, you can pay those gems to then increase your number. So the dice rolling can hurt you, but also you can try to mitigate some of that. But again, it's a co-op game. This is how they add the randomness into co-op games where you can't plan every single thing. If, totally. I think if you knew every resource you were going to get, you could just plan it out from the from the first turn, right? You could plan it all out. But the dice rolling kind of throws a little, a little mix into it. I like that risk-reward of where to place workers because you want... I want to exchange one coal for four gold and I... And, this is the spot that could flood if you pick up the desert tile, right? And it's like, ooh, exciting. what do I do? Yeah. But it's exciting to play that game. Or you could just play it safe, right? If you go two back, you're probably not going to be flooded. That would be crazy to have three in a row that would flood. In the same arm. In the yeah. same arm. That would be that would be just be yeah. a, a, a terrible shuffle. So you can just kind of play it safe if you want to. So I like that balance of, all right, let's have two people try to risk it. And then everybody else don't, right? Um, if you like games like Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert, or even Pandemic, other medium cooperative games, this is this is up your alley. This is a good one. It's beautiful. It looks awesome on the table. Um, there are 20 different of those components that I was talking about, those gate components. There's 20 of them that you wow. can... So you only play with nine the first game. So the different sets of them, 
would change the game entirely. You have lots of player powers. There's nine or ten different characters. So and we difficulty only with levels. Four, and the difficulty. So basically you take out the, the respite cards, the calm seas, and you add in more like your fucked cards yep. over and over <laughs> yep. again. And it just... it. Y- that makes the game really, really variable for me. I don't think any play will feel the same because I'll add a new power or we'll add five more of the terrible cards or we'll play with different gate components. So it'll last me a while before I feel like it's becoming the same Z. Yeah. Right. So this is going to replace a lot of the, the co-op games that are in that same category, which in my head is always the, for some reason, the forbidden games came to mind when I was playing this. Maybe yeah. it's the theme. Well, the theme is like, very yeah. similar. Yeah. yeah. Where you're either just getting covered by sand or water, same kind of thing, but this will replace that. I'll probably keep those games because I'm a hoarder, but um, <laughs> when I'm reaching for a co-op game, I think it's going to be Atlantis Rising. Very cool. It's a good one. Awesome. Yeah. I've been looking forward to that one for a while anyway, so I can't wait to play it. I'm glad yeah. to hear you liked it. <laughs> so Natalie and I talked about Land vs. Sea last episode, but we got the chance to play with the kiddos who really wanted their thoughts recorded and put out into the world. So without further ado, here are my children's thoughts on Land vs. Sea. So we played this little game called Land vs. Sea, and I played it with my little daughter, Lexi, and now we're going to see how she liked the game. Let's see, let's see. What do you think, Lexi, Lexi? Did you like the game, Lexi, Lexi? (laughs) Yeah. You did? Yes. Tell me about it. Well, I really liked how when we played the tiles, there's like a bunch of fun things because I always thinking like where to put it in. It's very fun to like turn them and then look over to see which one you get and then I get very excited when I get to pick a tile because then if I pick a tile then it'll give me an opportunity to close one that's right so what happens when you close one you get points of however much tiles that it makes you close one okay so what she's saying I think you tell me if this is what you're saying Lexi okay. you're making groups of either land or sea is that right Yes. And when you close off a grouping of land or a grouping of sea, you score points. Yeah. How many points do you score? Let's say a land mass of five tiles. How many points is that? Five. Five. You're right. What if it had those X's on it? Do you get bonus points? If there was two X's, that would be seven points because every X is is worth one point. So tell me, did you like the game? Yeah. Why did you like it? Because it's very fun to see if you close on it and get it. And get points, and like when you when you close one up, and it's just fun to like move tiles around. Cause if you get a tile and then put it down, you're like, mm, no, that wouldn't work. So that happened to me when I was playing it. There was so much tiles that didn't work, and then almost at the end of the game, I found one that worked, and then I got so much points. I got 14 points. Did that feel really cool? Yeah. Were you frustrated before you got that tile because it seemed like you weren't ever going to close it? Yeah. But then you did! <laughs> because I was almost about to finish the game because there was really no more much tiles left. So I was scared if I wasn't going to close it before the game ended. Because if the game ends, then there's no more points that you can get because the game ended. So now you've played this game two times. You played the land oh, and the sea, right? Times. Which one did you like playing better? I think I like the land a little more. How come? Because it's kind of easier because just when I place it, you can just see that. I don't really know how to explain it. So you think the land is like just easier to to see how it closes, where the water just kind of goes everywhere and it seems like it's harder? Yeah. I I would agree with you, actually. 
Yeah. And I think that's true, Lexi Kathleen. We didn't finish our game. I played one with um, Natalie, and then Dada was going to Mr. Jeremy's house yep. to play the original Gamecaster. <laughs> to play that game, but we were still doing it. Well, like we were in the oh, middle yeah, I had of to the tear game. I tore, I tore the game down. So Lexi and Natalie were playing for like what you, you had like halfway. You were like halfway through, and I was going over to, to my to Jeremy's house, and I wanted him to play this so bad. And so I was like, Lexi, is it okay if I take this down? <laughs> and you were being you were very you were being a very big grown up about it. That was I was very proud of you for being a grown up. Yeah, because you're basically a grown up. I mean, you're already knew- you're already seven years years old. So you're basically a grown up. <laughs> I knew I would play it again because. Wait, we're recording this segment on the 5th of October. In 10 days, you're going to be 8 years old? No, wait, no. She said she'd go back and be 6, right? Nope. Yeah, yeah she I did. I said I would go back to 50. Oh, you're going to go back to 50? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go forward. Like Benjamin Buttoned is what you're saying. Thank you so much for your thoughts on this, Lexi. Are you excited to hear yourself on the episode? Yes. Awesome. Do you have, any, do you have any closing thoughts? So... Closing thoughts. Yeah, last things you want to say. Was I really like this game. It was very fun. Do you think it's good for kids? Mm-hmm. Because all you do is just try to find out what which tile you can place, and then it turns out that you get points, and that turns out very fun. Awesome. Thank you so much, Flexi. Welcome. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Well, we've talked about Lexi's thoughts. Now we're here with Cameron Allen J. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Good. Do you remember the game that we played called Land versus Sea? Yeah. Why don't you tell me what you think about it? I really like the game because I like land and I like sea. Oh, you do? Yeah. Well, like good thing land. you live on one of those. Yeah, <laughs> because I live in a house and like right across the street is sea. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I like playing in the water and playing on the land. Okay. Which one did you did you play? I played water. You did? Yeah. The sea? Yeah. And how did it go? Good. What do you remember about the game? Do you remember anything about it? Yeah. Like what? That you had that you had to uh, make make the um water or land Oh, you got to close it off. That's right. So so you got to close off the water. And whenever you close it, you gotta count the tiles. So just say that there's five tiles: yep. one, two, three, four, five. Okay. And if there's any X's on on your water or land, then you would get that point. That's right. And each tile is is um, a point. Did you think it was really easy to play? It was pretty hard, but easy and fun. Easy and fun. Okay. Well, do you think it's a good game for kids? Maybe. Oh, it's such a great game for kids. Why? Because, because, like, on, on the game, there's, like, monsters and stuff, like, in the water. And I know some kids like monsters and stuff in the, and stuff in the past. So there's cool stuff to look at, you think, you think? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts, little man. You're welcome. Do you have anything you want to say uh, to end it? Um, you should buy the game. It's really fun. You heard it from Cameron. Land versus sea. Thanks, buddy. Hey. See you next time. Bye. And now I'm here with the youngest of the three of my kids. What's your name again? I don't remember. Scarlet. Oh, Scarlet. That's right. And how old are you, Scarlet? I don't remember. Five. You're five years old. What do you want to say? Can you buy it? the game today? Which game? 
The game that you guys are talking about. Well, the cool thing is we own it. Look, it's right there. Do you want to play sometime? Yes. Oh, that's going to be fun. Do you want to be the land or the sea? The land. How come? Because it's better for you because I like being on the land. It's more fun. It's, it's more fun than being in the sea? Yeah, because we can make sandcastles. Oh, because you can make sandcastles? That would be really cool if you could make sandcastles in the game. Even you could even make a big, big Big thing. It's a bigger than the sky. Wow, and the sky is pretty big. Well, thank you very much for your thoughts on that, Scarlet. Do you have anything else you want to say at the end? Yes. I love you. I love you so much. You're the best. You're the best. And is the game gonna? Can you? Uh, why did you have to bring that game to someone else to play it? Oh, because Mr. Jeremy really wanted to play it. But why didn't he have it? Well, because only I have it. Why didn't he just buy it? Well, I guess he didn't know if he wanted it. Now maybe he will buy it after he played it. What if he buy it right now? Well, maybe he did. I love you so much. You Thank you, Scarlett. Yes. Say bye to everybody. Bye! Well, so that was pretty cute. Cute. Those kids are cute. cute. Yeah. Scarlett always just loves the world. She loves the whole world. <laughs> I love the whole world. <laughs> well, you know, she can't have Cameron and Lexi talk about a game and then she doesn't talk right, about Right, because she'd game. be left out. Yeah, it was, it was it's not really fair. She said that to me. It's not really fair when she calls Cameron and Lexi the kids. That's what she calls them. That's funny. Yeah, oh, the kids she's like, do this? It's not really fair that the kids got Pokemon cards <laughs> and I didn't get any Pokemon cards. So now she has to have Pokemon cards too whenever I buy some for Cameron and Lexi. I'm just glad you're Thank setting you. up for the next generation of the game casters. Absolutely. They're, so when, when, when we die, they'll take over one day. When Jack gets <laughs> to the age where he can talk into a microphone without just yelling mama over and over again, <laughs> then maybe the the four of them i don't think i ever want that microphone back yeah. <laughs> maybe the four of them will start their own podcast yeah they'll be the gamecaster juniors yeah this is it's this happening. Is happening forced yes yeah, sorry guys this is, sorry yeah you have to <laughs> oh my dad forced me into a life of podcasting <laughs> how much money do you make and now i'm ha, ha, live ha, on the streets <laughs> yeah exactly so you got any more games over there main i got one more i got Let's one more game it. so shout out to kira the off-duty ninja yeah um who had me play and review Atlantis Rising and also this game called Islands in the Mist. Islands in the Mist. Is that I, a song? Islands in the Stream is a song. Islands in the Stream. Mm-hmm. I was trying mm-hmm. to... Yep. Sing it, Natalie. Go ahead. Is that how it goes? Yeah. Go ahead. Islands, islands in the Stream. I don't know. No, no, no. It's no. I don't know is not the next word. Oh, yeah. What's not the, the next word? Lyrics. Do you seriously not know? That is what you are. Yeah. <laughs> That's really so. it? Yeah. Ghetto Superstar, right? Ghetto Superstar. <laughs> That's what, yeah. I don't know. I'm getting yeah. mixed up, Let's I guess. See. Islands in the street. Yeah, that is what Is it the same beat no as Ghetto Superstar? Between. How can we be wrong? Sail away That's with right. me to another world. And we rely on, on each, each other. other. Uh-huh. From oh. one lover to another. Uh-huh. Just what I thought it was. Yeah, I thought Old Dirty Bastard. Where's yeah, the OBB at? I want Old DB. Is he coming this way? Okay, so let's hear about Islands in the Mist. Islands in the Mist. In the Mist. Designed by... Sorry, another nobody. Uh, <laughs> for now, nobody's. for now, he hasn't created any other until games. Now. Until, now. <laughs> until now, until <laughs> now, until now. Another nobody. A bunch Sorry, of man. By a bunch of nobody. I know. <laughs> You'll be a somebody. Son. You, he will. Okay. His name is Volker. Voldemort. Which is sweet. Volker. Voldemort. He's vulgar. His Volker. name is Volker Schlschak. Schlschak. Okay, S C H A C H T E L E. 
And the A has one of those little who has on the top Shacatelli. Shacatelli. Volker Shacatelli. Shacatelli. I like that. So, Volker. Sorry. That's the funniest thing. I'm sorry, Volker. Sorry, Volker. He's got no games. It's this and Queen's Architect from 2015. Oh, Queen's Architect. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. He's the guy's a nobody. He said no games. God damn it, Volker. Make a game already. Why don't you have a portfolio? fucking nobody. So, this is his. This is his stepping stone into great things. He's yeah. starting here. 100%. Just like our other friend in the other game that I did. We don't know because they're nobody. Yeah, what's the other guy's name? You were like... Atlantis before, Rising. Before you were like, guess what this guy's done? Nothing. Nothing. Galen, Galen Sissel. Galen Sissel. Where did you from? Nothing. You don't know him from anywhere. Fucking nobody. Yeah. Right. Well, because I talked about Antoine Bauza, and Antoine Bauza, he's a somebody. But the other guy with Antoine Bauza wasn't Yeah, he was nobody. He was <laughs> three nobodies. God, what damn, what kind of nothing. podcast is this? So Talk about a bunch of nobodies. <laughs> this game oh, called Islands in the Mist. That's funny. Oh my God. Designed by Volker. Sh- what'd you say his name? Voldemort Schlackenmack. Yeah. Volker Schmashelmuschel. <laughs> he sounds. He sounds great. <laughs> so <laughs> the. <laughs> oh my God. So okay. the island that's in the mist lies under dense fog. So I think. Islands in the Dense Fog was a worse name than Islands in the Mist. <laughs> yes, I would agree So with he that. went with the better name of Islands in the Mist. So you are in a hot air balloon. Okay. Flying around this island, discovering what's under the mist. Or Dense Fog. Interesting. Make sense? So you're yeah. above totally. the island looking down, and the island is covered in fog. Looking down on all the nobodies. Yeah, all these <laughs> Underneath freaking the nobodies. Fog. <laughs> you got, well, you got to be somebody to have a hot air balloon. <laughs> True. It's a very good point. So this game, I think, would fall into one of our top fives we did in the last handful of episodes. It only has player boards. No main board. Ah. Just player episode boards. 72. For peeps? Is that what it was? I think. Okay. Wow, you were looking at uh, the list earlier. Yeah, that's why you? I saw... So it is a, each player board is a board of hexes, right? Hex spots, uh, 71. So it's a board of hex spots. I think if you thought of the, the, the board from Castles of Burgundy, if you think of that with just empty hexes. So kind of like that, you have a hex full of hexes. Oh, hexes. It's Catan. It's Catan, of course, of course. (laughs) Um, And your player piece is your hot air balloon that you're moving around this hex board. Okay. Okay. Um, The game, each round starts with the player who's going last to uh, roll two dice. Um, one die says uh, what direction the wind is going to blow, and the other die is like a bonus die. So everybody gets something cool or bonus or whatever that round. Mm-hmm. The person who rolls it can re-roll once for each die, which is pretty cool. And that determines, so again, that's the wind direction that your hot air balloon could blow that round. Okay? <laughs> okay. So now, bless you. Thank now, you. each person is going to take their turn in this order. The first thing they're going to do is move their balloon. The hex spot that you're on has the number of spaces that you can move on there. The direction of the wind is set by the die that's there. You can also, so for example, if it was less northeast, right? You And you're on a spot that says two, you move your hot air balloon two in the northeast direction. So it, the, the directions are anything but, like there's not straight north and straight south because it's a hex. Okay. <laughs> Make sense? Yep. Yeah. Totally. Um, you can also spend energy, which is this kind of resource you can gather throughout energon. the game. Energon. To go somewhere else. So you can try to fight the wind and go in a different direction. So you're spending energy to go somewhere else. Maybe Ryan decided to screw the both of us and say, you know what? We're going east. And we're already at the east part of the end of the board and yeah. we can't go anywhere. Screw you. So we then spend our energy to go somewhere else and fly somewhere else. Okay? Classic Ryan. Yeah. Classic screw you. Ryan. So you move your air balloon like and then you people. take tiles from the... Yeah. <laughs> So you then take tiles from this uh, sort of like drafting area. Um, there's tile. four with with two players. There was four cloud tiles with more. It goes up to seven. And those cloud tiles have hex tiles on them. And the hex tiles match one of the six um, terrain types that you're going to be adding to your hex board. There's mountains and 
red and blue land and swampy <laughs> things and you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Other land, other land forms. <coughs> so you then take tiles from that those clouds, add it to your collection, and then you place any hexes that you want that you have collected in any of the hex shapes around your balloon. That makes sense? Yes. So you just can't put the All hex. All I hear is hexes. Hexes. It's a lot of hexes. <laughs> well, it's, it's Lots of hexes so think hexes. about you're on a space. You're on a hex space surrounded by hex spaces. Yep. You can add your hex tiles to the hex spaces that are surrounding, surrounding your balloon. That you're, yeah. Easy. Because you are now discovering what's underneath the mist. Yeah. The only thing you can't see is what's directly under your balloon. So you can't put anything under your balloon. Yeah, you can't see under your balloon because it's not a see-through balloon. Uh, yeah, Hello, you're in a hot air balloon discovering new land? I don't think so. <laughs> so the reason why you want to place those in certain spaces is you want to connect similar land types to the coastal land type that matches that. So each of the six sides of the hex, there are six sides of the hex, right? Each of the six sides has one of those land types on it. So for example, there's forest and one of the hex sides. Let's say that's on the far east side of the island. You want to put forest tiles near the forest because you get points for matching those tiles together. There are also very cool tiles like city tiles and you put the city tile and that counts for points surrounding. Like if you put the city tile there, you get points for every land tile around it. Or there's monuments. If you have the most monuments, you get five points for each one. If you have second most, you get three. So there's different types. There's also a wild type. And you play until basically your hexes are connected to all six of the um, landforms. Okay. You just keep doing this over and over and over again. Um, going back and forth, the person who's on a lower number or a higher number hex gets to go first the next round, so you can plan for that. And it is very simple. That's that's the kind of the entire game. I taught it to Devin in about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And we added a we added one module to the game. It comes with two additional modules. So there's like two total. And we added one where if you fly off the side of the board, your own player board, you actually go to this like cloud market where you can take tiles that you have and exchange them at a, like a higher rate, depending on how far you go into the cloud world, mm -hmm. which I think was very cool. Um, it also allowed for a little more, you, a little more known, right? You, you know, what's out there, you know, what you can exchange it for. And overall, the, the game is good. It's, it's light. I wish there was a little more to it. Uh, I either wish there was a little more depth or it was a little shorter. Devin and I finished in an hour, which wasn't bad, but I would like to finish that game in 45 minutes. Do you think it could happen? Probably. Later? I think with our next play, we probably could yeah, edit in 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah, I almost, it, maybe it was an expectation thing. I expect it to be a little uh, heavier, but it just wasn't. It was, a, it was a lighter game where you just kind of moved around and you wanted to make hexes match. I just thought like of it. a light hex game. It's just like a light hex game. I wanted to, I, the way I thought about it was I, I told Devin, I'm like, it's like you're making the board that you'll eventually play on in Burgundy. Because um, <laughs> when you place the tiles in Burgundy, you know, they always kind of do something. These yeah. tiles, you're just making the landscape. Okay. Um, it would have been cool to maybe when you place tiles, you then got to do something else, right? But that's yeah. that's maybe a deeper game and not what Volker was going for. Um, I'm excited to add the next module. The next module is like another side of the board and you get to keep less hexes um, throughout the game uh devin thought it was good she was like it's good i don't know if i'm gonna want to play it all the time but it's good i would say it's it's in it's definitely in it's in a good not great category but maybe with more modules different plays it could it could bump it up good yeah yeah takes up yeah. no table space like you're you're on a, you're a, your board is nothing um i like set it up and devin came downstairs and she's like oh this is it i'm like yeah it's like it's there's no big board there's no nothing uh 
I, I liked it. I liked uh, the the last player getting to roll the, the dice. I thought that was cool. And in a two-player game, it's just the other person. And Devin seemed to just keep rolling the direction that I didn't want to go that's over and over awesome. again. And that's a good way to, you have to play that way. Yeah. yeah. Right? You think, all right, I can I can go southwest. Yeah. And some of the bonus die will let you go in slightly different directions, which is cool. But the second the, the last player gets to re-roll them both once mm-hmm. if they want to. They got to keep the second um, roll. But I like that play because you can... You can play each other a little more, and it didn't feel. I know you guys always look for like games that are not mean. It didn't feel mean, yeah. Because Devin's not doing it to screw me over. She's doing it because that's what's best. Yeah. For her. Here's what yeah, I gotta do. Yeah. yeah I have to go right. east that's or in this direction at least. Yeah. So if it messes you up, that's not my problem. Mm-hmm. I get to right. pick the direction because she got to go last. So she means right. she like gets to pick the tile. Yeah. From another player. Right. She got to pick the tiles last. She gets to move last. So she should get to pick what direction we go. Or what's cool is if I'm collecting energy, I can then mitigate that dice roll, which. At the end of the game is me losing points. If I lose a certain amount of energy, I don't get as many points. But mm-hmm. I can say, all right, I don't, I can't go east. So I have to go west. So I'm going to spend two energy each to move, which is a lot in the game, to go the other direction. Because I thought when I was playing, when I kind of learned a little bit about the game, I'm like, are we just going to end up being in the same spot on the board most of the game? Like if, we're, if the, the balloon is just blowing in one direction, how are we ever going to be in different spots? Yeah. And we were in completely different spots the entire game. I felt like every time we rolled, it was like, good for me, bad for her, good for her, bad for You know, it was like, there wasn't a whole lot of, oh, we're in the exact same spot at the exact same time, which I liked, because that means we were playing a slightly different game. And I would also say, if you're playing this game and you're a a gamer, I would say just put all the modules in at once, and you might get a a little better, a deeper experience. If you want to play it with grandma or a new gamer, I'd say just play the vanilla and just place tiles out, and I think you'll have a good time. If this wasn't so long... Would this be a good like board game club game? Yeah, I think I'll bring it. I think f- I think I could get it down to forty five minutes with Devin and I, um, and I think with four it, the game ends the same way. So with four it might be like an hour, hour and twenty all the time, but I think with Devin and I we could get it down to like that forty five minute mark, which is good and could hit the table a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, it's first play. Maybe it's the rule yeah. set, you know, going through the kind of thing. But overall, pretty solid. Especially for a nobody. Yeah. <laughs> what know? a nobody designed yeah. this game. Look at the art is very game cool. designed yeah. by a nobody designer. You do get a little balloon um meeple. You know, you get a little balloon. Um, the meeple token. looked cool. That's I saw that picture cool. you posted on Instagram. Yeah, you get like, a little oh, balloon. What is he hot, hot air balloon thing. So that, looks that is Islands of the Mists from Stronghold and probably somebody else that publishes it. Yeah. And by Volker Nobody. Volker Nobody, very awesome. But hopefully he listens <laughs> to the show and yeah. he's not a nobody. That that's what it takes to yeah. not be a nobody yeah. to yep. listen to the gamecasters as yeah. well as be a game designer. Yeah. Yes. So awesome. Great to hear about that. Uh, Islands in the mist. Yes. That is what we are. <laughs> I'd like to talk to you all for a moment about the Gateway Board Gaming Network, which you can find at www.thegatewaynetwork.com and the Gateway Network on Instagram. The sole purpose of the network is to help new or up and coming content creators grow by shouting each other out. If you go to the Gateway Network website, you will find other amazing content creators who are trying to grow as well. They are all amazing people who produce fantastic content. It's very exciting, due also in large part to the merch store there. Yes, we've got a merch store, which you can find at www.thegatewaynetwork.com forward slash store. There you can find so many amazing items from a large portion of our members. Whatever kind of content you're looking for, the Gateway will have it. If you're a newer board game content creator and you're looking for a way to grow your content, please consider heading over to thegatewaynetwork.com to learn more. 
If you're looking to support the show, maybe consider flushing your money down the Gamecaster's toilet by way of our Patreon page. There are four different tiers which will get you access to behind-the-scenes content, exclusive content, or content ahead of time. You will also get swag that nobody else has access to and just the opportunity to help out and support a podcast which you sometimes listen to. We have amazing patrons. Thank you so much for your support, guys. If you'd like to donate to help us pay for things like hosting fees and that blank, that Jeff's had his eye on, please head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Gamecasters to help out. The Gamecasters Twitch account has relaunched and we're live every Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday night streaming board game and video game content and having a blast talking to all of you. If you just simply can't get enough Gamecasters in your day, please consider heading on over to twitch.tv forward slash Gamecasters and give us a follow and maybe a sub. I have the best time streaming for everyone and it's just a super fun place to unwind after a long day and watch someone who is trash at games play games. Come hang out and engage with me in a way you never thought you had to before, but I'm sorry you do twitch.tv forward slash gamecasters possibly the best way to interact with all of us though is via our discord server if you go to the gamecasters instagram page you can check out our link tree in our bio to get access to our server it's a great way to engage with all three of us on a daily basis as well as meet a bunch of like-minded awesome people so check out our discord server why don't you step doom, inside? Doom, Come on, it's doom, warm doom, in there. Doom, you think you found doom, some grass, doom, but nope, it's pubic doom, hair. Doom, you wonder why doom, there's doom, so doom, much doom, underwear. You stepped inside a Natalie's doom, nook. Today on Natalie's Nook, we thought that it would be interesting and maybe helpful to people to talk about some tips and advice on running a game night. I know a lot of you probably... Are have already run game nights in the past but maybe there's something in here that will improve it or maybe you're just getting into playing games with other groups or you want some advice on how to play with groups that haven't really played games that much so we want to talk about it yeah we do do we though <laughs> do we really well, we yes we do talk Ryan about it. we really do okay. we want to talk about it as soon as Natalie lets us talk yeah about you it. let yeah. us talk you let us what know is the when thing we're you say like you're like Natalie thinks, and I do too. Well, Natalie thinks, and I agree, agree. that (laughs) we should probably start talking about this topic now. (laughs) Natalie thinks, and I agree. I probably talk too much in the relationship, and so she's going to talk about it. Um, And then this is also going to tie in with the Mad Board Gamers Instagram inbox. Whoa, this is called the Instagram Nook. It's called Natalie's inbox. It's going to be like a merger of the Nook and the inbox. Oh, are we fusing them? Right? Oh, okay. How do you feel about that? I'm merging my inbox with her nook. How do you feel about that, Ryan? Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of into it. (laughs) You think about my inbox. I'm into it. Get your inbox all over her nook. (laughs) So this is just a very uh very uh casual discussion. We'll see. Jump in anytime. It's an open discussion. Yeah Um, right jump in anytime. Yeah right. (laughs) So I'm just gonna start. Here's one tip that I think that people should do when they're running a game night in I think that they should learn, the person running the game night or whoever's teaching the game or hosting the game night should learn and set up the game ahead of time. That one, it doesn't require, you know, the participants to have to do any work ahead of time. And I believe, for me at least, that it's easier to... Ryan agrees. It's easier to, to... Everybody for everybody to learn the game at the same time and be taught by somebody who's knowledgeable about the game because they've learned it ahead of time and also setting it up 
ahead of time means you're going to jump into the game quicker. You don't have to s- wait for him, that person to set it up. For him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> to set it up while you're hanging oh, out. Oh, boy. <laughs> Who's the him in this mm, It's always Ryan. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> and I just think that kind of just, like, gets the game night, like, going quickly. In, yeah, you can just jump in. right into it. Like, everybody sit down. He doesn't mess the it game's up. set up. Hmm. They can see it and you can just say like, let me teach it to you right now kind right of now. thing. And that's like a good way to it's like evidence right there. To start oh. off. Any comments? <laughs> I mean, yeah, 100% I agree with that. You yeah. if you if you show up of course to you do. That's because you do someone's it. game night that you help. <laughs> well, I mean, I think of like what would I what do I hate if when I go to somebody's yeah. house and saying they're having game night? It's it sucks when you get over there and there's nothing ready and you know, I can see like some people are like, "Well, I want to I want to see you know what everybody wants to do and i feel like you can take care of all that ahead of time you know like mm-hmm. if you're going to have a bunch of people like over text each other what should we play let's play this i want to have something set up so when you guys get over here we can maximize our game time because that's what everybody who plays board games wants to do is play as many as possible and to set yourself up for success to play as many as possible have one set up and learned and ready to go yeah. the second people come over to your house for game night yeah so then they can sit down and you can teach them to play don't do what a friend of ours group does, which is you don't teach them the game. You force them to learn it on their own. So they have to go learn on their own, watch a video or something, and right. then come knowing. And that, then, that's not fair. But the, on top of that, like, it's not fair, one. That's like a lot of extra work for everybody. But also, like, what if everybody doesn't learn it, like, correctly? And that's, so then you're just jumping yeah. and playing yep. this game where you're not all on the same page. Yep. Or, yeah, that that's even worse, actually, than what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say is, like, people learn things differently. Mm-hmm. And so my interpretation of what I hear in a in a video could be different than your interpretation of what you heard in a different video or read on the actual rule book. Right. And so if I play the game, because now you sit down and it's like, okay, everyone knows how to play. And so here we go, start playing. And then I'm making moves and doing things that I didn't interpret correctly. It's just, why add that stress More point? Can go wrong. Yeah, it's just I a level like of annoyance. You're trying yeah. to like limit you're trying to be again this person's trying to maximize gameplay with removing the aspect of it that a lot of people find irritating which is the rules explanation Mm -hmm. but really i think you need that rules explanation with everybody at the group hearing the exact same rule set the exact same way yeah to give everybody the the best chance because then you can you're hearing like you said you're hearing that the exact same way but then if somebody has a question you know, everybody gets to hear the answer to that question. It's, I don't know, it just seems like it. Stupid? I just can't imagine yeah, that it, it would really stupid. work out. It seems kind of lazy. I don't that know. Well. I just, just teach the, the, it teach seems the like damn that game. That would not be a game group I'd want to be if a part you're, of. Yeah. Just teach I'd it. Like, and no. Not everybody's great at teaching. It doesn't matter. Right. Teach it in the moment. Your game group will work together to figure stuff exactly. out. Just, yeah. just teach the person the game. Yeah, yes. I mean, ugh, way to way to alienate somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, you didn't learn it. Yeah, you didn't watch that video. Oh, you didn't spend oh. your time where you're supposed to be at work learning a game <laughs> right. for this evening. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, I have a life and I was doing something. But right. now I'm at game night. You should be teaching. Unfortunately, me. if you're the game master, if you're the person that's hosting the game night, you're gonna have the burden of the added responsibility of learning and setting up. That's just that's part and partial to what you're gonna do if you're if you're setting up the yeah. game. So yeah, Natalie's 100 percent right. Have the game set up and learned and ready to yeah. teach. Another uh, tip that I think you should do when running a game night um, is plan games that you think the group will enjoy based on, you know, what games you know they're interested in or like their level of gaming. I don't think it's going to be, I mean, maybe this is obvious, but like you want them to have fun 
you know, for us, we only well, have fun if if the people we're playing with are having a good time. And so, you know, if there's a certain type of game that you know they don't enjoy, don't play that game. Don't pick that game for that night. Or, you know, if they're brand new gamers, pick something that's like kind of a more entry level game or a party type game to like get them um, like going. And and I think everybody will have a better time. Don't just pick a game that's like, I want to get this played, whether I think they'll like it or yeah, not. Yeah, that's, that's a good one, too. I think that there needs to be a conversation. Again, all of this needs to be handled with conversations beforehand. If you're going to play a game with a game group and um, like Natalie said, they're just new gamers, you probably don't want to just be like, okay, we're playing Underwater Cities tonight. That's yeah. what's going to be Twilight, set up. Twilight Imperium, move yep, your here shit. Here we go. Oh, you're going to scare them away. But, but <laughs> unless you communicate with them first and say, hey, listen, guys, I want to have a heavy... This, I want you to see the kind of games that I love. Yeah. I'm going to introduce that to you and see if you like it. What do you say? Mm-hmm. You know, If you don't have that conversation with them then and you set up Underwater Cities anyway... You're gonna probably have a rough time. Yeah. It's about reading the room, reading right. the room, yeah. reading your your people coming over. But there's a lot of times too, like where we played with newer people, and we're like, kind of like, let's start them with the basics. Well, let's play like an Azul or a Sagrada kind of thing. And then sometimes we've had experiences where we play these games, and they're like, yeah, I like that game. That was really fun. But I'd be interested in playing something like bigger, more strategic. And you're like, good to know. I've Next time that. we'll pick this one because you don't want to just assume. Like even you have if you have a discussion like they might not realize you know even what they're what they're looking for in a gaming experience um most times they don't if they're not yeah. they don't know you you show them an abstract strategy game thinking okay that's going to be simple for them and they're like that's kind of boring because mm-hmm. those are tor- sort of games they play before and then you bust out ghost stories and they're like okay that was exciting yeah. games like that exist mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> you've seen nothing yet you know so yeah <laughs> i agree with you these are these are good points so far oh uh, another one i thought of that you have done before you um, ryan another okay. thing it kind of goes along with what you said is like with communicating with them is sometimes ryan will if it's like people that we haven't played with before and we're trying to decide what game to start with or what games we want to play that night he will send them a list of games like hey look into these games check out see what they're about see, and tell me which ones that you're interested in playing and then those are the ones that we'll try to play that night you know so it gives them some say oh fuck what okay move jeff i'm not looking yet okay i'm gonna pause it there's a spider alert and we're back okay it was a spider oh, God. okay oh, i don't man. know where the hell we're recording this is ridiculous there's two two enormous spiders <laughs> Look at one the by me one by jeff <laughs> like jeff said the next I'm one's leaving. going to natalie oh, God. hey you're leaving because it's gonna take you yeah. away yeah it's gonna it just, just stole my car and drove you in a web and you carry you out the door okay, okay sorry I continue you're we talking about that sending people oh, a list who the hell knows what you're talking my about heart. Okay, yeah. This whatever. is the Instagram inbox. <laughs> the last one that I'm that I have written down is um my own personal preference, but I think that you should depending on the group and what and what Ooh. your your plans are, but I say that if you're having a game night, you should plan heavier games earlier, especially if the game night might go late Ooh. into the night because you know, everyone's more awake and more alert and into thinkier games earlier on. You don't want to like play like the lighter games and then save the thinkier game for like 10 p.m. You know, I'd say save the the more light partier games um, for later in the night. You're going to find agreement with the two of us uh, because we also like to not burn the candle super late in terms of games. But yeah. I do know that there are a lot of uh, probably the younger crowd 
that doesn't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, was, it a, was it at Gen Con, I, I think, where it was Nelson and Evan, I think, were like, yeah, we'll probably be playing games till three in the morning or something like, like that. I'm and not going to worry like, too oh much about sleep. That sounds you can tell terrible. Young. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so that's definitely a uh, an older man's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, thing. What about you, Jeff? You got All right, any welcome uh, stuff? Welcome to the Instagram inbox. <laughs> to Natalie's n- inbox. Nook box. To in- nook instant box. nook. Natalie nook box. box. Nook. Natalie's box. <laughs> oh, God. The nook box. The, right in the nook box. <laughs> Natalie took this one right in the nook box. I just feel like there's spiders crawling all over me. Yeah, this is not, this is an uncomfortable recording session. I know. So as we... Can't work in these conditions. I got awesome answers. You did? And a lot of them. Yeah. That's great. So... That's cool. Buckle up, spiders. I'm ready. Are we spiders? Yeah. (laughs) We're the spiders. All right, Thomas, our German buddy. Osgore. Osgore. He said, most importantly, like we've talked about, choose your games wisely. No Twilight Imperium, no huge-ass game yeah. for newcomers. Yeah. Read the room, read, read the audience. It. More importantly, he said, have the right soundtrack to the <laughs> game you're playing in the background. And I, a lot of people like this cannot play a game without music in the background. Mm-hmm. People love setting that kind of mood. That could be cool. Yeah. You know, you're playing Mansions of Madness. Maybe you set the mood. I'm fine with I it. I think Ryan would disagree when I made him play the Mamma Mia soundtrack when we played Mamma Mia. He did That's not true. enjoy that. <laughs> Mamma Mia. Here we go again. My, my, how can I resist you? Yep. Yep. You right? got it. Okay. Sam. Yeah, I do agree with that. Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. cut you off. I do, <laughs> I do agree with that, that pe- there are people out there who just like cannot play games without music yeah. or they think that people that do are insane, insane, like, you know, losers. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's looking but, over their shoulders. <laughs> but, but I don't, for some reason, that's not the first thing I do when we put games yeah. on. I don't I don't reach for the for when the stereo. Games on. Devin and I <laughs> <laughs> when we watch other people play games. Alexa, play games. Yeah. Don't say that. It's going to do something. Um I Devin and I will watch uh, like a TV show. She's talking. Shut up. <laughs> Alexa, stop. Kill the spiders. Kill the spiders. Kill the spiders. Devin and I will watch a TV show, something that we've watched a whole bunch of times. Like we'll watch Schitt's Creek or we watch 30 Rock or we'll just put that on the background so we can giggle every once in a while. So it's not um, just like silence. You can't make each other return. Right, exactly. Use the TV. Um, Sam, Miss French Toast, says basically kind of like have your guests understand what they're coming into. How long is the game going to be? What type of game is it? Do you allow food? Should they eat first? What are you bringing? Just kind of like things, right? And I think a lot of that is handled through if you're. If, if it's a game night that doesn't happen regularly, like weekly, yeah. or you're just having people over, establish that through texting, right? Let yes. people yeah, know, say, this is what we're going to play. Come over here. Are. We'll eat pizza at 6 o'clock. We'll start games, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just like have something kind of right. set, which I like. Better leave your phone at home, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, like Nestor, Nestor is going to tell everyone to chip in for food and drinks. He's like, well, you bought the game, so... You better bring some food to hit yeah, Nestor's house. Snacks. Okay. If you want to do that. Son of Thunder says, I don't play in game groups. Solo is the best. So fuck that. <laughs> um, Did you say so fuck that? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I added that part. <laughs> um, Geek Sheet Gamer. Kelly had a few. Um, have like finger foods that don't get all over your game. So if you're someone who doesn't like, you know, eating around your games, yep. make that known and then put out the foods that you're okay with people eating. You know what? Yeah. That's a great one. Um, I like the idea because I don't, I hate being the person you don't want to sound like as, a jerk. Yeah, as I've gone through my gaming journey, 
I have so significantly lessened on just being a dick. <laughs> you know, like, like I don't care. If you want to eat, fine. I trust you to be professional, or, or not professional. I trust respectful. you to be respectful uh, around my games, you know, and I don't want to be a buzzkill. Fun, first and foremost. And I, God, that is the... Over some things that have happened over the last convention or two, I've realized, like, I, I used to be sort of like a, a person with a stick up their butt who was like, you're on your phone again. Turn your phone off. I'm trying yeah. to explain that role. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, just fucking relax. Right. Yeah. That's like the number one. Just relax. But I, I think Kelly's answer here is really good about put the kind of foods out for people to have right. that you're okay with them eating. Yeah, if you're going to yeah. have an issue with it, then Don't you... Don't put the barbecue ribs on. You set it right. up. You Maybe. set it up, and you provide the You food. set the environment. We only get yeah. M&M's and pretzels yeah. tonight. Right. And, you know, that's like, that's what yep. you put out. That's that's what people are going to eat. Ooh, I love M&M's and pretzels. People are going to, yeah. Not, what about pretzel they M&M's? They have pretzel M&M's, you know that? What the oh, what? Yeah. And they have M M&M and M pretzels. I, you which you are know, like the regular, yeah. the regular looking pretzels. You know, it has like the holes in them. Yeah. Like a like a pretzel shape. Like the yeah, pretzel like a pretzel shape. shape. I love like <laughs> the ones I love like taking down. one of those and putting M and M's in all the holes and then eating it. Whoa. and It tastes like a chocolate covered pretzel. Man, why are you laughing? <laughs> because you could have just said like the shape of a pretzel, but instead you said the pretzel with the holes <laughs> in it. The regular looking pretzel with like the holes in it. There's so many different pretzel shapes. <laughs> I know, but if you, said, if you told pretzel. somebody pretzel, that's what they're gonna think of. I think they won't think of the twist. Kelly's got two more. She said have an array of games for the types of people that are coming, which we kind of talked about know your audience and then i like this one too she said have at least one party game maybe at the end to lighten the mood oh yeah so if you're playing a heavy game at the beginning yeah just kind of throw something in there justin chipped in husband justin says don't wear pants yeah, Husband of course. Justin. Why would so, you? Wearing pants is the surefire oh, way to uh, dull yeah, up your Jeff, game Yeah, we night. should add in bring comfy pants and yes. possibly slip That is like That's my... A must. When I play games over here, it's like, all right, we hang out, we'll have dinner. Don't dress instantly up. into comfy, comfy pants. Be caveat, comfortable. The only caveat I would say to that is, depending on your comfort level with the people you're going to, if That's you're going true. to like a game night of some, like a, a friend's friend or something, sure, maybe, or the first time yeah, there, maybe you don't maybe. like bring a change of clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, once you're comfortable enough, that's that's is that almost like a must now? I yeah. think so. We've done that like even like the earlier times we've hung out with Ben and M. Like we didn't really know them at first, and then you know after the first five hours we're there, we're like, yeah, I'm right oh, around change in into Ben's our drawers. Pump, yeah, pants. <laughs> I'm like Ben, you got any pants for me? <laughs> Can I wear this? Yeah. <laughs> Meeple mentor Jared said, um, know how many people are coming, and then try to find a game that is ideal for that number. Perfect, yeah. which I think is good. So yeah, you know, perfect. if you only have three or four, it maybe isn't best to play this massive party. Game. Yeah, right. Like monikers might not be best with four. Right, if you've right. just are introducing yep. it. So find something like yep. that, which is great. That's a good one. Um. Uh, Nate, uh, which is he's he's uh, Nab Nabishin Nabishin. Oh yeah, Nabishin. I know yeah. Who he is. Okay. Uh, he says what his game group does is he they set a time, they set a place, they set a game, and then they set theme based snacks and music. That's cool. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I always appreciate when people go that extra mile. Yeah. yeah. I never feel like doing that myself. And I think it, it would be awesome cool. if, yeah, if I was a part of that, I think yeah, it would be like really fun. Yeah, if you like showed up and that happened, that, and yeah. we've, that, like, that would be, cool. be really cool. Yeah, because we've played games so much that we show up and we're just playing games. Right. But if I wasn't a gamer and I came over and it was like set up and it was like, hey, Indiana Jones is going to be on the background. Here are some cool snacks. We're going to play Lost yeah. Ruins of Arnak. Like, that, that, would be a cool, a yeah. that would be a cool environment. Better way. Half Reviews said what we've kind of having have a variety of types of games from light to heavy. Know what you're going to play. Yeah. Um, C.P. Wilson says, know the rules. Mm-hmm. Right, I agree. You yeah. gotta know the rules. I mean, um, that's and know like, them well enough to be able to teach them. So if it involves watching a video beforehand yourself, right? You're hosting. Yeah. Know the rules. You don't want to be rifling through uh, the the rule book. You don't want to be shuffling through to just try to find stuff. You might have to look in the moment, but know the rules well enough. Don't try to maybe learn a game that day and then play it that day. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Especially if it's again a first. Yeah, I feel like that night. that's a great one just for just for teaching games in general, just for yeah. playing games in general. If you're the person who's setting up the game, know the rules. Right. Better than anyone else playing. Uh, Main Street Meeple, who we love. Yes. Basically says don't up, girl? don't scare your guests. Like pick games that are their ah. level. Don't like scare them. How we scared them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think they're talking more of the Twilight Imperium scare. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, bad board game covers highlights the same guy. Like the, I didn't think about this right away, but a lot of people said have games by player count ready, and I didn't. I wouldn't have thought about that because yeah, I'm usually playing games with with four. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, here's one which I believe is from one of my students who has oh. sneakily found my Instagram Uh-oh. account. Oh, that's um, funny. You're gonna. Do they also sneakily listen to the podcast? I have no idea. We'll find out. What is up, Jameson? Um, no, Jameson. Well, well, here's here's her Instagram name. Oh. You'll like this. Brittany. Lord of all lesbians. <laughs> so she's the Lord of all lesbians. She's the, she's the ruler. She talks about snacks. So I told everybody I'd give her a shout out. So there, she says, bring some snacks. I have Thank a snack you, every time I play a game with Natalie. It's, oh. you, it's you. You're the snack. You get it. <laughs> Oh boy! So, you know, <laughs> wait. Why do I get the face for that? That's a god was a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> that was a compliment. Yeah, you're a snack. You're, you being a snack is complimentary. Swoozle has a good one. I won't eat good you. time management. Know how long the game's going to be so people don't have to leave halfway through, which I liked. Yeah. Yep. Right. We've had instances. We we had a a, a person in our game group while ago, Eric, who yep. was on a strict time schedule. He would just get up and leave. He would leave at ten. Sorry, he would leave turn. at ten o'clock because he had to get his ass up yep. at like three thirty in the morning. Last oh. turn, I gotta go. So he's it's like, like uh, I gotta go. So he would leave. So plan that well, especially yeah. again for. Yeah, that sucks. Good. Devin says snacks. Devin snacks. Snack, 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 snack. Devin. Prime time board gaming says get a shared babysitter, which I think is a great idea. Oh, so that's a cool. We've idea. had all the kids go to one house with a babysitter, hmm. and then they then have. If everybody lives nights. close enough, that's a good. That's yeah, I a think good that's thought. a cool. That's mm-hmm. a cool. Um, a cool Can one I to interject? do. Yeah, I just thought of one too, based on what all these people are saying about player counts. This is for the people attending the game nights. Be respectful and let them know. If you're going to go to the game night in like a reasonable amount of time, because we've held game yes. nights like at work and like nobody will respond or they're like, maybe, you know, and, and so it's 50 so people hard to show plan. Up. <laughs> or the other way around. You know? I bring all yeah. these games because like 20 people RSVP the day that I originally sent the yeah. thing. But then like f- four days before, they're like, I can't go. But they don't tell me that. And so then you show up and it's like, OK, now we have five people to play all right. these party games that I just brought that play 12 Right. You know, like, okay, that's not fun. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Be a respectful attendee. (laughs) Jim Gamer talks about, you know, if you're playing games maybe with people um, over and over again, like the main course game, it would be cool if somebody else knew the game as well. Wasn't just you. Uh, I thought that was kind of, yeah, that was kind of neat. Like, oh, we've we've both played this. Here's how you do it. I'll teach you this like you. Ryan and Jeff were like, we're like, we'll both learn it, and then yeah. we're playing with other people too. And but you both kind of know it. Yeah, yep. the best one. There's like two tables, and we'll teach it butt to butt. Like his yep. butt's pressed against my butt. We call that one the moon landing the table. The moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is that Thirty Rock? No, it's a uh, Modern Family. Modern Family. Yeah, right. we're there in the locker room, yeah. and they both bend over. They bend and over, touch butts. He's like, oh, it's we a moon landing. landing. <laughs> oh my God. Is that Cameron? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jim also just talks about like ending ending the night with like a light, fun filler to kind of yes. get them to maybe. Um, come back and he said the same thing that ryan kind of says don't have high expectations of of your game being in amazing condition he's like and this, i like this line he says a damaged play a damaged played game is way better than a perfect unplayed game sure that's true yeah, so absolutely. he's jim wise, has grown up wise in his man wise, wise age as well right. just don't spill a bottle of water all over it. <laughs> there we go <laughs> are we do you only get one more of those or are you done? i think that was it yeah like, one last time that no, was the end oh it's like two total i used it once yeah Maybe uh, get, yeah, maybe we get two per episode. Two per episode. Yeah. 
We'll see what the quote That's is. That's nice. Emotional cyborg Janelle gives us a whole bunch. I'll summarize some of them. Okay. Know the rules, right? Yeah. Be prepared your, to play them. Uh, make sure there's just plenty of food. People love food, right? She says make sure there's a lot of that. Well, that's yeah. a really good idea. I think a lot of people eat nervously. And so if you have like uh, a bunch of people coming to your house who maybe haven't been there before or maybe they're nons, you know, and they're they're coming to the table to play a game with people who've played a bunch of games before, I think it's a good idea to have something in front of them they can like kind of nervously eat. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good uh, seriously. Mm-hmm. Tabletop good Vibes talks about maybe mixing up themes of games to try to uh, attract more than one yes. type of like here's this yeah, boring worker placement let's play this three times yeah. and then let's let's do something different right sure. I yeah. think that's kind of cool Nuclear Knight Peter says uh, just if, he ha- if you have weed there he'll be there oh my god he said that before he has definitely <laughs> yeah. said that before that's really funny yeah. <laughs> on the theme do thing do people smoke personally, weed they play games oh yeah Peter does I'm sure, I'm sure they do it's like legal everywhere now um, I, I um, on the theme thing I would almost theme. say the same thing but in substitute the word theme for mechanics. Mm-hmm. I feel like most people I've played with don't care as much about what theme they're playing. They they care more about what different type of game. Like we like they come over, we play Castles of Burgundy, then we play Crokinole. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, then you play Galaxy Trucker, you know? Mm-hmm. Then you play, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then you play like <clears throat> That the almost crew. seems to hit harder personally than just, you know, Underwater Cities, which has that theme, and then Terraforming Mars, which has a Mars theme. Right. You know what I mean? It seems. It yeah. seems. And maybe for that's me, what they were getting at. Is just mm-hmm. the different. Yeah, like, like completely mixing it up. That's my favorite thing about playing, like, a, hosting a game night with nons. Is like you're going to play something from this side of the gaming yeah. world, and then we're going to go way over here for the next game, and then you're yeah. going to see that there's also this, and then there's yeah. also that. Like, there's. Yeah. It's like coming at you in three dimensions. Yeah, it's not just like party game, party game, party game, party right. game. Let that's me. Not all the yeah, maybe sense. the first game night is some party games, and then mm-hmm. it's then it's ease into well, that. I yep. remember from. My early gaming days, that was very exciting to me. You know, we'd play a game and I'm like, whoa. And then we'd play like a completely different type of game. You're like, I'm like, this, oh my God. Like this yeah. blows your mind. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the best thing in the world. It's just very. Curtis weird. Howland, I got a couple more. Curtis Howland says uh, something we said know the rules. It makes things just go know a lot smoother. Your rules. You better know your rules. <laughs> if you don't, you'll be eaten in your sleep. <laughs> I just saw that. You did? Is that the, uh, the is that Dwight? Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the snow. Was it the Christmas one? But it's yeah. like the German. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's the one where he does that. What is he doing it for? It might be. I don't remember. There was twelve rules when the shoots were young. Yeah. <laughs> Curtis also says no greasy snacks, so he's an anti-snack person. Sure. Yeah. So if you're following Kelly's advice of you put out that's what a gr- you want that people to eat. Great advice yep. there. Um, ben, date night dice. Ben says someone needs to be assigned to teaching the game, which is probably the person hosting. If you're hosting, yeah, or you assign it. I know Ben and M love playing music in the background too. They're they do. music yes. people. They're one of the people that um, I think of when I think of like, like the they the, always do. Yeah, they're the snack atmosphere. people as well. Yeah. Ben also said snacks. Yeah. They're also cheese, wine. Just like make no, it. Emily likes cheese. Yeah, <laughs> make it a fun. <laughs> make any cheese. Nice. My two would be like if you're gonna be consistent. <laughs> if you're gonna be a consistent game group, uh, the people in your game group are probably gonna start getting a collection. And when we started our game group. I don't know, eight, ten, was it, has it been eight, Forever. ten years ago, whatever. 11, the Monday, 11 years. So Monday, uh, we meet at, at game night, and for a while, Bill had the biggest collection. Mm-hmm. You know, we had small, we didn't have a lot, so Bill just kept kind of picking the games, but as as we started to get collection, let other people pick the games. If someone in your game group buys a game and excited about it, let them bring it yeah. over and yeah. teach it and play it. Yeah. Pretty let flexible. them do that. Or even let them host. If they want to host, let mm-hmm. them go. So now our Mondays rotate between four different uh people pick and then we go to usually we're at bills twice dave dave's starting to host now but we you know so we go to different houses whoever house that they host 
right? So they yeah. will, I'll have something on Netflix. Bill doesn't have anything on Netflix. I do at my house because it's my house. Mm-hmm. And I'll have the game set up, ready to go. And wherever house we're going to, at least the game is set up. So right. we're not fiddling through that. And then we teach whatever it is if we need the rules. Um, so that that's what I would say. If people start loving games, they're going to start buying things. They're going to see something at Target and buy it. Mm-hmm. Let them pick something. Let them play it. Even if you're like, oh, I don't really want to play Villainous, right? I'm, I don't mm-hmm. want to play that light game. Just play it. Like they're, they're getting into the hobby. Let them yeah. be excited about what they are playing. Right. Talk about them behind the back. Yeah, talk about them behind the back. You have a group text with people that do that. Yeah, Villainous and it sucked. But Fuck yeah, those whatever. stupid yeah. <laughs> Oh, hey, let's play. So game night. That's it. That's sweet. Oh, I got something random. Oh, I got something it. random. Yeah. I'm in this um, bad board game covers is running a thing. Heck oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It. yeah, of course. He's, he's running like, it's like a fantasy football league. Yeah. You drafted yeah, four. So I drafted four games. So I was, there's 20 people in this. I was picked 19. Ooh. So I had picked 19 and then I went back and had like 22. Okay, right. Good. So, so it was like a snake like draft. Snake, yeah. yeah. If it was not, it would be that super would unfair. So my, so each week he has these different categories. So there's going to be three categories and you pick one of your games to attribute to that category. So this week is um, most polarizing game. There is Ooh, did best you know game. these categories before you drafted? We knew the 30 categories or whatever that could have been picked from. And then they said, you know, pick the games that you might best fit some of these, right? Oh. And then you kind of can attribute those games. So most polarizing, there is one that will look the best when the table is flipped. <laughs> like if you flip the table, what would look the coolest? Like as their pieces are flying yeah, in the I air? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then that's how I read Interesting it. Interesting category. And then the last one is best singular component of a game. Okay. Um. So my four picks... My first pick, I had Viticulture, yeah. which somehow slid all the way to 19. 19. Hmm. We also each, everybody put in one game that was like off limits. We called that the Hall of Fame. How did you, where did you, what pool of games did you pick these from? We picked them from just anything. Like yeah. you could pick any game you wanted other okay. than these games that we all kind of excluded. So each less... of us could put in like an exclusion game and say, no one can pick Wingspan okay. because if it gets put up on it's Instagram, gonna it's no probably going to win. Yeah, yeah. No matter what, people just like Wingspan, so they click on so it. So was last week just like... What, Showing like, the games picked, right? Yeah, you, we you just picked them over the course. We went on Discord, and over the course there of a voting, week, though? where hasn't been, he just said like, "Who's your favorite?" Oh, okay. So there so hasn't been like a real thing yet. So I've yeah, submitted my picks, which I'm not going to tell you which ones I put for what. But I've submitted my. I guess I could. We start tomorrow. So I have, um, I have Viticulture. I picked first. I picked Zolkin on the turnaround. I picked Sagrada in round three, and I picked just one in round four. Good picks. So I have. I put Zolkin for the single component. It's the gears. Sure. Yeah. You got to totally. vote for the gears. Totally. I picked Sagrada with the translucent dice flying through the air to flip the table. Ooh, that's nice. And then I picked just one for most polarizing because I got to write a sentence about why I picked that one is because this game encourages you to have polarizing answers because the same answer will so, be crossed yeah. out. So we as voters will see that sentence. You will see the game and then a sentence of what the owner, like the sentence. Like, like why, the yeah. why, yeah, why, the why. And so what is viticulture for? Viticulture right now is nothing. Oh, okay. Viticulture's on the bench this week. Got it. Got it. Because I couldn't, I couldn't put viticulture in any of those categories. And so, how is the how are points determined? Do you play against a certain person? So I'm playing against someone else who's going to put up one of their games, and then it's going to go on his stories. And I think you. And so it's just who. So there's three. So let's say you're going against Kelly. Yeah. You put up three games. She puts up three games, and you're just going to get points. Yeah, so you're you, either going to get one, two, or three. So I'll be, yeah, I'll be like one, and, I'll be three zero, and oh, two and yeah. one, one and two, zero oh and three, right? And then you'll lose one, and somehow you one and three. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there'll be, yeah. So that's kind of how it's going to go. It's, it seems it'll be fun. I'm excited. Um, cool. Phil, Phil's just does yeah, such fun I mean, stuff, and I always like. Oh, I also learned we pronounced his name wrong. We pronounced it so I, we pronounced it Phil Regaud, I think. Okay. Last time, that's why I just call him the Haitian sensation. Well, he was like, he was like, 
right, I gotta I gotta pull this up now. Now that you're reminding me of it, I gotta pull this up. Oh, all right. Is it like a message he like talked to you on? Yeah, he, Instagram he got or me on Instagram. I hope I hope it's Instagram because um, if not, I'm just not going to find it. But he told me exactly how to pronounce his name. And then here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Yes. OK, here we go. Um, <laughs> very close on my last name pronunciation. It's French. So it's Rigaud. Oh, OK. Phil Rigaud. Right. I said, damn it. Phil sorry. Rigaud. He said, no problem. I'm enjoying the evolution from bad board game comers. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> Cumbers. <laughs> cumbersome. Bad board, games. <laughs> Bad board game covers to Haitian sensation to my actual freaking name. <laughs> Honored truly. And I said, it's like John Cougar to John Cougar Mellencamp to John Mellencamp. Yeah. And he said, I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's great. I said, he didn't know John Cougar Mellencamp? He's just, nope. No, maybe he doesn't even know John Mellencamp. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really funny. Um, yeah. yeah, Phil is awesome. Phil we Rigo. Love, we love Phil. Phil Rigo. Phil Rigo. Okay. So French. I'm just going to call him the Haitian Station. French, of course. Yeah. yeah so he's awesome. I'm, I just Phil. get excited for whatever he kind of puts together on Instagram. If you don't follow him, yeah, you need to. He does. Um, and really he's just cool a super stuff. nice guy. Cool stuff. So. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> our, our new sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> I wish. <laughs> that's awesome. That was a good. Um, um, yeah, a nookie, Ooh, bo- a nookie box. box. Nookie a box. Nookie inbox. An Instagram nookie. Did it all for the nook box. <laughs> Come on, the nook box. <laughs> Gross. Um, all right. So what we're going to do now, if I can find the script. The script. Oh hmm, we'll stall. I see. I do Let's see. check around if there's any gigantic spiders <laughs> yeah, attacking. Yeah, check the spiders and I'll see if I can pull the script I feel up. like I need to like tie up my pant leg or something, like tuck it into oh, my yeah. socks my so I don't. My feet have been on the chair. I've I mean, put them the down. second one Stricky-dicky. just like almost landed right on Jeff's head. Yeah. The I'm, first one almost climbed up into my. This is all because Natalie right. wanted to go golfing. <laughs> we could have been growing in the morning while all these the spiders, spiders were sleeping. The yeah, they were all, they were all sleeping. Okay, and now you made them come out. Oh my gosh! So why don't we just head on into the game of the episode? This is Jeff Purdy. Meet the contestants, Jeff. And Jeff. On tonight's very special episode of Jeff Purdy, we've got two returning champions in Jeff and Jeff. Jeff, we'll begin with you. The board is yours. I'll take Jeff for 200. Answer. Brother to Joe and Dave, a teacher living in Livonia, Michigan, married to Devin and father to a tiny dictator who loves popsicles. Jeff. Who is Jeff? Yes. I'll take Jeff for 600. Answer. This man once said, I'll buy anything for $10. Jeff. Jeff? Ooh, can you frame I mean, that in the form of a question, please? Jeff? Yes. <laughs> I'll take Jeff for 800. Answer. Constantly interrupted, this Gamecaster's co-host regularly screams at the top of his lungs with his head out of his car window the entire 30-minute drive home. Jeff. Who is 15-time All-Star Tim Duncan? No. Jeff? Who is Jeff? Yes, correct. <laughs> okay, Jeff, next question. <laughs> I'll take Jeff for 400. Answer. This teacher of our country's youth is the head of the diversity program at his school, a wildly respected member of his community. He also has a YouTube video about a spray-on chemical that allows you to dunk a basketball called Goo Goo Shine. Hmm. Boop, boop, boop. I'm sorry, we were looking for Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, pick again. I'll take Jeff for a thousand. Answer the Daily Double. <laughs> How much would you like to wager? 
Um, I'll wager 500. This Madigan's name is Jeff. What is Jeff? Yes. <laughs> well, that was Jeff. damn. I think Natalie won. <laughs> I think so. Wait, I think Jeff won. <laughs> Jeff, congratulations, yeah. Jeff. I'm Jeff with it. So that was Jeff Pardee. <laughs> we'll do that more often as we get more clues to come in. Yeah. Did you know that the Madigan's name was Jeff? Was Jeff? Did you know that? Whoa. No, this I didn't. One of the hardest games we've ever played. I know. <laughs> I know. I imagine if Jeff won. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In today's top five, we are going to take a look at the BGG top 100. The top 100 represents what should be the 10% of the 10%. If Sturgeon's Law says 90% of everything is crap, then the top 100 should be the collective 10% of the 10%. Let's go even further and take the 10% of the 10% of the 10% in this episode's top five games in the top 100 on BGG. We're going to go me, Natalie, and Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Starting with me, number five comes in at game 98 on the BGG Top 100, and it is Codenames. Natalie's pissed she didn't write the numbers down. She's so pissed she didn't write it down. She's so mad. You know what? You know what else, Natalie? I didn't tell Jeff either. Jeff, did you write the ranks of the games down? Yeah. Well, I'm doing it right now. See? He's doing it right now. He didn't do it before. (laughs) But but I still did it before you realized we shouldn't be doing it or should be doing it. You don't have to do it. Did you do it before Ryan just said that? Yeah. Yeah. I have seven written down. Remember when he was like, like, oh, Dune Imperium is 29? Okay. So, uh, Codenames is my number five. Uh, I think Codenames and every... Well, Codenames and Codenames Duet primarily are two of the better games to come out in the last... When did that come out? 2014, 15, maybe? It's crazy. It's just awesome. I love those games. And that is my number five. Natalie, what about you? What is number five for you? My number five (laughs) is rank number 41. (laughs) Okay. When did you write that down? (laughs) Literally right before I said it. (laughs) Are you just guessing? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Um, And that is The Crew. Very Uh, good. The Crew. I like The Crew. Uh, The Crew. The Crew. That's a that's a game that we just game. we just play it's, over and over. Yeah, and over. we have played that to death, and everyone we play with loves it. Yeah, it's just that's true. It has always a been one. a hit, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, agreed. All right, Jeff, what about you, man? What's your number five? My number five comes in at ninety nine. Ninety nine. It's a Steffen Feld condom game. Oh yeah, I've heard of that one. The Steffen Feld condom game. <laughs> it Trajan. Is, wow, Steffen Feld condom the, is down to ninety nine. I know it's slipping. Oh geez. All these all these foolish new games. Yeah, that what is people this think crap? are better. Wow, that's craziness. That is a a game that, yeah, that's sometimes, I mean, Castles of Burgundy is probably majority considered to be his finest game, but there are a lot of people who would would argue that uh, Trajan, Trajan Man, is is right up there. Very cool. All right, number four for me comes in at number 72, and it is one of, uh, I think it's in my top 10, the newest game maybe to crack my top 10 list, and that is uh, Teotihuacan. Teotihuacan, if you're going to be pronouncing it ridiculous. Um, I love Teotihuacan. I think it's fantastic. I have every expansion for it. I will continue to get expansions for it. We played it with Sam most recently uh, when she was down from the the up, and we had a great time. And that is my number four. Natalie, what about you? My number four is the 
newest game on my list that we played a couple of times recently and both and we've lost <laughs> 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 my pen is gone forever her pen's gone and now she can't write down <laughs> yeah. the numbers the spider has taken the pen right out of Natalie's hands okay it's right underneath you so it's one of the newer games it's ranked number 45 and we love it so much and it's called Lost Ruins of Arnak very good one nice these the games are damn good. Was so good. Oh these are gosh. the ten. These are the ten percent. The ten percent. This is ten percent. Ten percent for sure. This is even the. Is this the ten? What's it? The ten percent. The ten percent. The ten percent. Ten percent. The ten percent. You got the ten percent. The ten percent. And then what's the ten percent of that ten percent? This list. Amazing. Yeah. All right, Jeff. What's your number four? My number four comes in at seventy-eight. I think All I'm right. going to go in order of its ranking. That's what I'm doing. Um, my number seventy-eight. Is a game because I, I I feel like if we if I just go with my favorite ones we yeah. would have repeated these yeah this game is called Keyflower it's seventy eight I heard of that Keyflower is amazing yeah it plays six and that's a, that's a gamer's game that you can get to the table with a bigger group and man it's just awesome that bidding mechanic with the meeples is so great you're making your own hex land but I can put my workers on Ryan's hex land how long has it been since you played it's that just, one? It's too long yeah too long I haven't played that in a while either yeah I, I got rid of it. For I have Key Flow, which you have never played. I've never played. I need key you flow. to play that at some oh, point because I want to see what you the, think about the it. The Ur, I it's have so Key Flower. It, it, it replaces the um, the auction, which is maybe the best part of Key Flower, with a card draft, which you wouldn't think you need, and it's cool. Cool. It's very cool. They're so different you're enough. you're drafting essentially what would be the hex tiles that you would be bidding on, but you're yep. getting them in cards. So instead of yeah, instead of hex tiles, you you have the rows of cards that you're you're drafting and playing, and it's still. You're like placing meeple cards on stuff, and it's still the three, two, one, or the one, two, three rule. Yeah, where you have to go up one. Yeah, yeah. It's still that. So that's there. Anyway, that's cool. Uh, all right, number three for me comes in at number fifty-four, and up until this game was released and I played it, I would have said that every Vitale Lacerda game was my favorite Vitale Lacerda game, whichever one I played last, until On Mars came out. And On Mars is number three for me. It is, uh, it's just one of the best games there are. It's just very, very incredibly good. good. I'm not going to put it on my list now. I apologize. I have so many. No, no, I, I have so many because... I have so many, too. Yes, would so probably there's have certain ones that yeah. I'm like, Jeff's going to say this, Jeff's going to say this, so I like... God didn't. damn it, Jeff. <laughs> yep, I pretty much... <laughs> Who is Jeff? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <coughs> who, who would say that one? Who is Jeff? Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Um, okay, that's my number three. Natalie, what about you? Um, my number three is ranked number 64, and I just freaking love this game, and it's called Quacks of Quedlinburg. Yeah, you do. I just freaking love that game. Oh, it's so fun every time. It's Except just... that one time for you. Yeah, just one time. That one time where you actually had bad luck. It was, yeah, that one time. Yeah. This last time we played, though, I busted like a few times. Yeah. Actually, the Alchemist expansion was really cool. Yeah. I'm, I need like that. I don't really lot. know. Can I find like that somewhere here in, in America? It. I think you can buy it. Okay, I, need I, to, I just bought it. I need it. I think I just pre-ordered it and bought it, and then I think you can still get it. I need it. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah, uh, very cool. That uh, Jeff, what's your number three? My number three. I just I'm breaking my order thing. Just make this shit up. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not <laughs> going in order going anymore. Order. I'm going back to number eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay. This game called Twa. Well, you would have, but I took your number three. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going with Twa. Yeah, good game. Twa is a game that needs to be highlighted in the top 100. I think it, like, there are so many games that people talk about in the top 100 that are amazing and that ev- comes up on every list. And Twa has held itself there for some yeah, years. Let's see when and Twa was designed. Is just so. 2010. So that wow. thing's been there for. Still in the top 100. Going on a, a, a dozen years. How incredible oh, well, is that? that? Now it says 2012. Okay, now I'm making sure. I'm pretty now sure it was 2000. Almost 10 years. And. This game is so one. good. It's, oh, so, it's so good. good. I if love, you like I dice worker placement games, you have to play this mm-hmm. game. It's okay. 
Go get it. It's good. It's really good. I like good. Twilight Dice Game. It's incredibly good. Twilight Dice Game does not hold a candle to Twilight <laughs> And the expansion's great. Ladies of Twa is a wonderful expansion. I think that's a must expansion. Yeah, it's it's great. So if Twa, not for the purple dye alone. Other than Natalie. Twat base game is incredible. Yes. But when you add that purple dye in for the Lady of Twat, I feel like you could you never want to get rid of you, you never, never want to play without that. Yep. That's a game I feel badly for. It's about to fall off top one hundred sooner than later. Yeah. Probably the next same year, thing with Trajan. Same with Trajan. That's gonna fall off. Trajan I feel like is at least popular enough that it's not gonna like go you know, go, be gone yeah, to like, obscurity. Twa yeah. has more of a chance, I feel like, to not be popularized i have debated just buying popular? it because i'm not sure how long it will continue to have print runs. i would agree with that i feel the same way about twa as i do hansa teutonica i feel like not, it's not it's not like there's like no popular. buzz about it yeah there's no yeah. buzz about it. same with twa so once twa goes out of the top 100 i wonder if it's going to fall into obscurity i think you might want to buy it jeff okay so number two Number two for me is a game that Natalie talked about playing in her one game that she talked about playing. It comes in at number 40, and it's Too Many Bones. Um, every time I play that game, I realize why I love it. And whenever I play it, it takes sometimes it, it takes like a year between plays, maybe more. But then when I play it, I play it like six times in a row. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, oh, what am I doing? I remember now. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, this game is so good. I like those feelings. Yeah, yeah. It's so great. So that's the number two for me, Too Many Bones. Natalie, what about you? My number two comes in at number 17, and that's Terra Mystica. Oh, is that what you were going to put? How adorable. Is that what I was going to put? It's well, only my it number between, two favorite yeah. game it was of all time. between that and another one that I thought you were going to do. But You thought yeah. I was going to do something other than Terra Mystica? The only thing I would do other than Terra Mystica is Star Wars Destiny. Okay. Well, I'm picking well, Terra Mystica. Did so you mouth Everdell to me? In your face. No. In your face. Whoa. I, I can pick that, I suppose. Okay, I'll that's pick what that. I thought. I'll yeah. pick wow. that instead. Um... Just mouthing yeah. each other here at the table. <laughs> this is disgusting. Terra is just a uh, fabulous game. Which it's one of the it's one of like the heavier games that you introduced me to earlier on when I started playing games and and I love so it. good and it just has held up. Like there's some games that you introduced me to and I like loved and then the more games we played it kind of was like okay that I loved that but now it's kind of like yeah you know falling down the yeah. list now that I've played more games this one. It's still up there. Right, still just as good. Yeah. It's even really, a lot of people don't like it with two. I love it with two. Yeah. Because they find it's not as constricting. I don't know. I think it's just a different play. I like it a lot. Uh, okay, Jeff, what is your number two? My number two comes in at number 25, Ooh. which is a game called Orléans. 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 Orleans. Is, <laughs> is very good. It's, it's good. one of our go-to games. Devin loves it. Um, the expansions that I've played are amazing. I know you guys play the co-op and you love that one. Oh. Um, it is a a bag builder that feels, you know, it's a Euro game. Yeah, Your worker placement, but you have that fun randomness of reaching into a bag, that bits. excitement, those, man, those mm, goddamn bits, bits, baby. Bits. My finger pans. Right my, my finger pans. My finger pans all mm, fired up. Pants. My finger pans. <laughs> I'm making a noise like, uh, Mm. French fire potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Sling blade. Yeah. <laughs> Did mm. someone say sling blade? Yeah. That was a, there's an episode of Thirty Rock where yeah. Tina Fey's like on stage and she, yeah. she's like, she said, I think she says the exact word. Yeah, she's she like, does. Give me them French fry yeah. potatoes. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yell somebody out and I'll do an impression. And no one yells. Like, yeah. Oh, I think I heard sling blade. Yeah. <laughs> she does that one. Yeah. Is that at the reunion? Yeah. She's like, do. No, they're like, do Jack Donaghy again. Yeah. He's like, oh, I heard sling blade. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. 
So yeah, Orléans is my number, what, two? Yeah, number two. two. Yeah, Very good. All right, I hurriedly switched my number one, uh, which is, this is a good number one still. This is a good number one, because this is right pretty much right behind Terra Mystica in my list. And it's number 31, which still follows the number rule here for that I, that I had set for myself. <laughs> and it is Caverna. Ooh, is this what Natalie mouthed to you about she did. it? She <laughs> I really, I thought she was like, I was like, Everdell? For me? No, I don't think so. Caverna, yes. Caverna is one of my, maybe my, I think it is definitely my favorite Uwe Rosenberg game. And I love that game so much. That's another one that I would say is kind of like Terra Mystica. Where every time we play it, I'm like, this is still so awesome. Yeah. This game is so awesome. It's got an expansion that I have that I want to try. Okay. And so we should get that to we should get that to the table sooner than later. Kyle would that love is to my that. number one. Yeah, Kyle did like that game a lot. Uh, Caverna. Natalie, what's your number one? Surprise, surprise, Castle of Burgundy, number 15. Surprise, surprise, who okay, Castle Castle Burgundy? I should have said Castle of Burgundy. You should have. <laughs> just should've. to like take Ugh. it. Everyone knows how much we love it. And Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else I want to say And who is that. Jeff? My, Jeff? My number one is obvious, but I have a lot more to highlight. My number one is Underwater, Underwater Cities, Cities at 43. Nice. And that game is wonderful. Yeah. That totally would have been on my list, but I was like, I'll yeah. let Jeff. Because Jeff says Oh, that's a fantastic game. What kind of honorable mentions do you have? I didn't write any down. I just came with five. Um, I could. I mean, yeah. There's a. There's, there's so, so many, many great, that amazing. Literally games. every honorable mention I have was said by you guys. Was taken. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I had. Yeah. I. Like, I've, it's good on the list. I mean, what? It, what I know. Is you have terraforming here? Mars at four. I really need to play Black, Brass Birmingham. I think that's a game that I, I would really like. I wonder. It um, is trains. I know, but it's like not connections of trains, right? Yeah. Right. I don't know. <laughs> right. But like people Maybe. want like Spirit Island. That's some people's favorite game. Great Western Trail. Yeah. Gloom you know, Haven, people love Scythe. People not us, but people do. Yeah. Um, Concordia is an you know, older game. Like uh, there's obviously Wingspan, Feast for Odin. Yep. Viticulture's on there. People Gaia love Project's Root, on. Gaia Project, Everdell. Yeah. Dune Imperium is a brand new game that's at 29, yeah. which is yeah, insane. Holy shit. There's War of the, the Ring. We gotta play there's a bunch of, of games that I've only played once that I didn't put on my list purposely because I only played them once, but I really like. Like Great Western Trail, Medicaibo, I really like yeah, that Haibo. one. Yeah, it's it's a really like when I look at the top one hundred, I, I I get it, I understand, I understand the top one hundred. Part of me doesn't understand. I don't like Jaws of Lion and Glo- Gloomhaven being like the top everything all the time bugs yeah. me, but yeah. That's a personal. Oh, Mechs vs Minions, that's a really good one. I know there's so many good games. Crokinole is at sixty five. Wow. The Crokinole. Regular Azul is 56. Yeah. That's a- Azul's a big one. Five Tribes is one of my favorite games of all time as well. But yeah, there, it's it's a it's a tough list to, to narrow down to your favorites because these are these are the best of the best. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I look at my like top 20 or 30 games of all time. It would be littered with these with these games for sure. 71, 72. I played 73 of the top wow. 100. Oh, I think I counted one time. I think yeah. I'm closer to 60 or something. I counted 50, one time too, but I don't remember. Oh, Lorenzo's on here. Grand Oscar Hotel's on there. Well, yes. okay. One of them is Agricola Revised Edition. I know. I don't like, know how to eh, categorize that. I've like, just played Agricola, so I would count yeah, this. Yeah, I'd count that too. So that's going to do it for us tonight, everybody. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Instagram at GameCasters or at MadBoardGamer. Both of those accounts service the podcast. We also have a Facebook group. Just search GameCasters and you'll find us there. You can also email us at thegamecasterspodcast at gmail.com. If you like the show, we'd love it if you consider giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen that allows you to rate us. We've also got a Patreon. If you want to support the show, feel free to head on over to patreon.com forward slash thegamecasters. There's also a merch 
merch store where you can find all sorts of different Gamecasters, Mad Board Gamer, Gateway gear. So head on over to the gatewaynetwork.com forward slash store. Please follow me and consider subscribing on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Gamecasters. So for Natalie and Jeff the Mad Board Gamer, I'm Ryan, and you have been listening to The Gamecasters. Good night, everybody. <laughs>